This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, this is Rob Maji, and you're listening to Our Lifestyle Podcast. Yo, yo, as we get started, we want to thank our title sponsor, Scraping the Coast. You can visit scrapingthecoast.com for more information. Their next event, 22nd Annual, is going to be the last weekend in June. They haven't yet announced it for 2024, but rest assured, we will be out there. One of the biggest, baddest shows in the country. Get ready for more information coming soon on Scraping the Coast. Tap on the hashtag Scraping the Coast for more information. We appreciate the continued support of Custom Car Show Productions. Yo, 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 yo. It's our lifestyle, the podcast, also known as OLP for short. Coming at you with episode 338. Got to give a huge shout out, as you heard from at the top, Custom Car Show Productions. Can't wait for Scraping the Coast 2024. But first up, we got Biggity Mike the Mayor. I think I heard him gallivanting in on a horse. Dude, are you shooting your album cover tonight or no? With the photographer? <laughs> on a horse. Dude. Oh, my God. Bro, I just got done down at the Circle K. I picked up some new scratchers. Dude, you'll never, you'll never guess who I ran into. Hank. How did you know? Dude, was Virginia Black there? Well, Virginia, Bra- <laughs> Virginia Black is who is behind the counter. Bro, I figured out Hank's new little scam that he's got going. Okay, let's hear this. All right. So he's traveling state to state, okay? And he's stopping at all these different Circle Ks. Okay. And so what he's doing is, is he goes up to the little lotto section, and everybody goes and scratches off their scratchers at this little table there when they're filling out, you know, after they fill out their... Their uh, their lotto, their, you know the the lotto cards. Right, right. And then they they're throwing them away in the trash can <laughs> right underneath that little table. Oh, I see where this so is what going. Hank, so what Hank's doing, taking those old scratchers that nobody won on, and he is he is spraying the scratch off shit right back over them, <laughs> taking them back to Virginia Black. Virginia Black's giving him his money back. You know, like he bought them. And he's like, man, I, you know, I made a mistake, you know. And then what he's doing is, is he's splitting the cash with Virginia Black. <laughs> hey, he's flipping the game, dude. Dude, tell you what, that that Hank is not a stupid dude, man. Smart. He is man. definitely, he's definitely onto something there. Dude, he, hopefully he'll be in Office Space too. You know where they talk about taking like a fraction of a penny from every cu- every client, you know, and then they can he'll be rich. Oh, dude, dude, I tell you what, man, but, uh, you know, on to some bigger and better things, man, what an awesome weekend we had at oh, the yeah. Spark Show. Oh, we did. And we did. And dude, I I'll throw this out there real quick before we, before we get to that, cause I know I'm itching right now. I just want to throw this out there. Mike, on this episode, we're going to have Joey come back and Joey from Majestics is going to talk about selling his 64 rag, also known as a convertible. And that is basically, I'm not going to give it away. Some of it you may see from the thumbnail of this episode, but there's a cool story behind how that went down. 
Also, Mike, on this episode, we're going to talk to Ruben Artiaga. We're going to talk about our famous, our favorite lowriders in movies, TV shows, music videos, and so much more. Uh, the episode overview is brought to you by Hammered Weekend Wear, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, right, Mike? HammeredWeekendWear.com. They can get their new merch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dude, I love it. H-A-M-M-E-R-D, WeekendWear.com. Now, Mike, as we get sideways into the general updates, dude, I want to ask you about this, dude. How excited were you? It seems like forever ago, but it was just a couple of weekends ago. We fishtailed into Sevierville, you know, for the most part, and uh, we had a good time with the Spark Show. Dude, had a great time. And, you know, and it's, uh, I was really glad we did what we did. We came in a little early, and we actually went and explored the city and the town and man, what a man! We had some good food. We went and seen some really cool places. Um, the dome—I can't remember what that. What was the name of the dome that we went? We drove all the way up to at the top of the mountain. Gill- Gilligan, something. I mean, you know what I mean. I don't think that's what it was. Yeah, called. was it? You took me. Listen, you took me on an effing <laughs> three-hour tour up there. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. It was something about a Gilligan Island. It was a hot chick, you know, and something like that. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, um, we went up to the top of the mountain and uh, there went through Gatlinburg and, you know, went through um, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, um, went to the top of the mountain, checked that all out. By the time we got up there, it was kind of foggy. But I tell you what, what, what was it, like 90 degrees when we were down, you know, in Pigeon Forge? We get all the way at the top of the mountain and it got all the way. 54 degrees, bro. It was cold as hell. Yeah, you know, it was like it felt like a three-hour tour. And for those that that aren't aware of it, it was technically Kling, Klingman's Dome, which is kind of a cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gilligan, Klingman. Yeah, you know, three hour, thing, It right? was a three-hour tour. Let's be honest. No, but but seriously, I I had never driven like up in that area. Like you were, you were a very good kind of tour guide. You took the Silverado, pierced right through those mountains, dude. Right, kind of th- that spot between Sevierville and Gatlinburg, and then you fishtailed up some of those deals. And dude, when we got up there, it was a little late, but it kind of was cool. It had that spooky feel, and man, we saw waterfalls. I mean, man, it was it was definitely worth the drive. Oh yeah, no, we we had a great time, and and I tell you what, and then you know, and then that pre-party Friday night. I tell you, those guys, Adam, Dizzy, um, they nailed it on that spot for that pre-party Friday night. That was cool the way we parked the cars, or I'm sorry, they parked the trucks, you know, back in the, the back there where, you know, the, it was at the distillery and where the beer was made. They parked them all, you know, the mini trucks all all in there and uh, just a cool vibe and, and definitely a cool place. Uh, definitely look forward to getting back up there and doing that again and and you know shit our 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 booth bro we we were we were freaking popping man we had mini trucks all over the place yeah we had six mini trucks there we got think adam and dizzy for the space and kind of inviting us up but to your point the pre-party that event mike if you could ever get like a i forget what the show was you know it was called something like after dark or something if we ever had some sort of venue down here you know you'd be able to to really run wild with something like that because that of that venue, as you said, was awesome. Got to thank Chad Luke. You know, Chad had um, said, "Hey, come aboard my vessel." You know what I mean? Jump into the chair, <laughs> jump into the blue chariot, blue and blue and gray. And we, of course, cruised over there. Shannon was even rolling. 
Uh, I know DJ Mays and Diggity Dom, they rolled with us even that previous night up to Cleanman's Dome. So, like you said, Thursday, Friday, that really set the tone for us. And Friday really, I felt like, was a move-in day. Although there were vendors set up, we you know we were able to do this, some of the things we got set up you know for the most part, and then we were ready to rock and roll like you said Saturday morning. But dude, Thursday, Friday, if those two days set the tone for the weekend, dude, we knew we were in um, you know for a, in, in store for a good time. Oh, absolutely, man! And and I tell you what, our booth was was popping. I mean, we had Kurt there with his um, with his Ford Ranger. We had Chad there with his you know his fucking Toyota. Uh, I mean, shit, we even was, was graced by the, the presence of fucking Tom all the way from Arizona, bro. I mean, come on. Yep. Yeah. And then of course we had Jessica, uh, Jessica and barefoot, um, in her Mazda, uh, you know, um, there in the booth. And then, I mean, come on, we can't forget, you know, Jenna Lee's and Scott, Scotty, the body. Uh, so dude, we, we were definitely, uh, we were definitely looking good, uh, there in the, in the booth and, uh, definitely look forward to. Uh, I mean, I think we had the best spot in the in the house, and definitely look forward to doing that all over again next year. Yeah, and like you said, tip of the cap to Don or Don Dizzy Davis and Adam for allowing. I mean, they they really rolled off the red carpet, and we can't thank them enough. the The other piece I wanted to mention is the cool thing was you know networking in the booth. You know, Scott and I talked about you know Smut Fest twenty twenty four, and he kind of likes you know club games. A lot of these shows around here seem to kind of be doing away with stuff. I'm of the mindset of, dude, bring the club games, bring that sledgehammer, smash in the cars, you know, bring back the good old days. You know, a lot of people are trying to get rid of the good old days. I'm trying to bring them back. And Scott liked my idea of doing like an arm wrestling, you know, contest. No. Spot fast. And Jenna Lee's heard us. She goes, oh, she doesn't know if she wants to, you know, she goes, hey, you know, I'm kind of a professional. I don't know if I could come to an event like that. But certainly, she said, "Hey, I can help project manage it." You know what I mean. So I said, "Hey, we might we might have some partners." You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you got. I think you're onto something there. Could be. You know, but at the same time, we also got to you know give a shout out to to Dizzy and Adam for you know and the rest of their family uh, for putting on a you know a damn good show and and ten years, man, ten years. That was the tenth year of the Spark Show, and of course, this year it was presented by Ox Auto Spa. And uh, definitely want to give a shout out to those guys for coming on board and, and helping our brothers uh, uh, put on another successful show. And, and you know, I think they ended up with, if I'm not mistaken, 371 was their total count. And uh, so, I mean, they, they definitely killed it, uh, you know, on the 10th year. And uh, so we, we, we look forward to, like I said, we look forward to doing that all over again, man. There's all kinds of good videos and pictures all over the 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 book face and the insta and uh so definitely check them out and and uh and see what the you know see what was there and and uh you know book y'all uh, make your plans and uh and book it for again for uh, for next year and second weekend of august is uh when the when the spark show always goes down so make sure you guys are there and and uh, and check it out because man there are a bunch of cool uh, uh restaurants and and just lots and plenty of things to do there in uh in pigeon forge uh, for the Spark Show, no doubt. And Mike, there's two names we we couldn't forget. If you think about the Spark Show family again, tenth annual event, which they they just knocked the socks off. But think about Corey Floyd and Chelsea Floyd. You know, Corey out there doing some amazing stuff. He recently launched his new shirt, uh, his new banners, some of his new merch with Corey Floyd Photography. You can look him up. 
Uh, he just kind of primarily goes under Corey Floyd on Instagram, that main one. But, you know, even Chelsea out there, the family, like you said, you know, helping bring people into this event, you know, handling all the questions, dealing with the registration. It's really kind of all hands on deck, and it's really cool to see those familiar faces up there in Tennessee. Now, we could go through, and I'll be honest, um, I'm going to just mention a couple of these names. Adam was gracious enough. Mike had reminded him, hey, send us some information, and Mike covered some of it. But if you think about, uh, you know, the Mini Trucker Union pick, Tom Jenkins, uh, you know, Justin Wyatt, you know, Scott, a.k.a. Scotty the Body, uh, some of these guys taking some awesome awards. I know Gooch was out there. He helped me with some stuff in terms of some kind of pinstriping slash painting. I really appreciate that. But then getting back to some of the names, you know, the Culpeppers were out there. Uh, they were doing the dang thing. If you think about that, uh, Jenna Lee's won, I think, an award there. It was maybe, you know, a ladies' ride, which was awesome. But then think about Sean Ryder, you know, and seeing him and, and the crew, good people, as you know. But best of show, tip of the cap, dude. We got to see Shane. Uh, his girl or, or his daughter, um, she w- was able to to bring the red C10 out of the trailer, right? I think it was, and you can maybe speak to that. Yep. But to see Shane, you know, get all this recognition, we saw it at Lone Star Throwdown, dude. Just, I mean, some, and again, we could go through each name, and I, some we'd bore some of you folks out there maybe with that. But I mean, there's a few little kind of dabbling around of of people, and like Mike said, definitely need to get out there next year. But how cool was that? That, that Shane Smith, you know, and, and trust his daughter to, to help with that. Bro, our boy just spent $250,000 on this damn truck. But the best part about it is, and I can say this because I'd probably have to do the same thing. Well, chances are, I know I'd have to do the same thing. He can't get his fat ass in the trailer to get into the truck to be able to get the truck <laughs> out of the trailer once it's in there. I didn't so say he that. Sends, so he sends a skinny daughter in there to make it happen. But at the end of the day, I think it's pretty damn cool that the daughter comes out, comes to the shows with them, hangs out, and uh, likes going to the shows, and they spend that time together. Uh, so it's pretty awesome. And, um, and yeah, it's, it, it was cool to see her, you know, 16 years old, and she, could, she, drives, she drives the big freaking F-250, uh, you know, pulls the trailer around, uh, drives the, you know, C-10, the $250,000 C-10, uh, you know, out of the out of the trailer, drives it down there, parks it, lays it out. I'm like, bro, that that's awesome. So uh, definitely raising her right. That's for damn sure. And yeah, hats off to Scotty the body and and winning his best mini truck. And man, you talked about club games, and you didn't mention the fact that it's not club games at um at the Spark Show, but it's the Boon games. Yeah, Michelle Dustin coming up with some of the best club games in the scene and hats off always good to see the boons uh you know we say it time and time again two of the best people in the scene and uh always good and they're a part of that sparks family as well so uh definitely um uh you know hats off to everybody and you know for the whole team to uh you know put on a hell of a show and and hey it was finally good to meet the uh the mini trucking uh, Mini Trucking Magazine is back. If you guys haven't heard, if you haven't seen, new logo. New website. And, uh, uh, yeah. New website. I mean, they are off and popping. And if we're not mistaken, I know a lot of people have been saying and a lot of people have been asking, or I'm sorry, a lot of people have been asking, they are going to release their first issue. Was it May 24th of next year, Jay? 
that's the word on the street. You know that that's going to align with like the ten year span. You know, May twenty fourteen to May twenty twenty four. That's kind of the the feeling that 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 we're hearing. Yeah, and so you know, but it was great seeing Logan. You know, meeting Logan and and uh, definitely, uh, you know, we we are going to do anything and everything that we can to help Mini Trucking Magazine. Uh, you know, getting the word out and so on and so forth. So. Um, definitely stay, uh, you know, keep, keep on board with OLP cause, uh, we're definitely down. We are definitely down with, uh, with, uh, mini trucking magazine. Yeah. So. MTM. And yes. something I'll tie into that. I don't, I don't want to go into detail now, but they did to Mike's point, release the new logo. So Logan had some cards that he was giving out. So tip of the cap to Logan Wade, the logo actually pays homage in a sense. And I'll probably talk more about this in the future. It even go. It even goes back to the first issue, at least the way I see it. Um, but here's something that t- to dovetail into that is minitruckinmag.net. That's the official website. Logan has already been boots on the ground. So even though Mike and I say, hey, it's going to be back, you know, we're hearing maybe print, maybe online. We know it's going to eventually be print, but you don't have to wait for that. Go to minitruckinmag.net and... Uh, you can see more there, including the top five from the Spark Show. Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention is Doug Culp. So Doug Culp came by. He shot the first Mini Trucking Magazine cover along with uh, Larry. I think Doug had the lead maybe. Doug got the credit for it, you know, but a lot of times there's two guys there. But he certainly said, yeah, Larry uh, was there as well. And what was cool was Doug Culp had chimed in on my YouTube posts in the past, and he lives up in Tennessee, so he kind of sought us out, which was super cool. Uh, we're going to have him on soon, uh, so more to come on that, but it was cool to link him up. You and I ran over, we grabbed Logan, we said, hey, how cool is this? First Mini Trucking Magazine photographer cover. Oh, by the way, Logan, who's reigniting the past, if you will, and kind of bringing this magazine back, bringing back the OG, as they're saying, so that's cool. Uh, I also wanted to say shout-out to Glenn, I know we often will say Dizzy's name, but uh, Glenn Brown, if you haven't checked out the Custom Scene podcast, that's cool. And I know Nads, not another damn show, right? Those guys, uh, Adam and Dizzy, I'm sure they're going to be recapping if they haven't already. So stay tuned out there. It just know, as Mike mentioned, the Spark Show is a great time. Anything else, Mike, on the Spark Show before we uh, get sideways into the next topic? Hey, like you said earlier, I just want to give, you know, props and, and thanks to our boy Chad Luke and, and uh, you know, letting us hang out and chill with, you know, with uh, with us and, and uh, you know, letting us ride with him and, and uh, that, that beautiful chariot of his. And, I mean, it was just great that we actually got to be able to hang out with, you know, royalty like that, you know? Oh, yeah. My, my closing thoughts on this, thanks DJ Mays. He hung out, as I mentioned, with Diggity Dom. He did a great job on the set. The stage was in a great spot. I know Madhouse, I got to hang out with them a little bit. LMC and the crew, I got to hang out with them a bunch Saturday night, so it was cool to float around town with them. I can't thank Lee enough. Uh, you know, meeting Scotty, one of my severed brothers, and kind of meeting some of his friends and just – really no agenda just you know Kirk had a good time you know we got you know he said hey I got to meet some new guys it really you know at the end of the day you go to a show yeah because the the trucks are there you know Ronnie says it best the trucks are cool but the people are cooler great catchphrase but for me it's a lot of just being able to go to an event and it's the whole thing it encapsulates everything that three or four day weekend potentially 
depending on how much time you can take. And uh, yeah, the, the trucks were cool. I mean, it was hot, but that, that, that that's like a given, you know, do the other things like Mike kind of started off with. So thesparkshow.com, of course, on social media, you guys know, if you listen to this podcast, they're good people and we're going to continue to promote their event, uh, a past OLP show of the year. Uh, again, that, uh, the general updates is brought to you by our family at Lone Star Throwdown. Uh, LoneStarThrowdown.com. Now, Mike, the ironic thing about promoting Lone Star Throwdown, uh, you might ask, well, hey, is it hard to promote Lone Star Throwdown? It's not. But we are here to tell you and break, I guess we could call this official news, breaking news. We're At the time of this recording, we're 184 days, 13 hours, 9 minutes, and so some odd seconds away. Now, many of you are, if you haven't already pre-registered, those are gone. It's sold out. There's some hiccups. They worked to improve it. Third time was a charm, Mike, and they made it happen. The key thing for everyone to know is this. If you don't have the golden ticket, as I'll call it, to be able to patch yourself in with the ride, fear not. February 23rd, 24th, 25th, come on out, gallivant out, fly out, drive out, take a train, damn it. Damn, take an Uber like Hank does. Get out to Conroe, Texas, buy you a wristband, and just go out and have a good time because it is a, a fantastic event. Last year was super hot. No, you know, it just was everything was great. Come see the vendors, come see the trucks, come hang out with OLP, Lone Star Throwdown.com for more. Mike, I got one question for you. Are you ready? Oh, my bad. Now it's time to get serious. Are you ready, brother? And this one's going to be a fun one, man. You might, I, I kind of have a feeling you're going to get this one, but that could jinx you. Mike, back in good old 1985, Michael J. Fox, of course, he was a blaze with Back to the Future that came out July 4th weekend of 85. Uh, that was the number one movie in the world. But did you know? Another film starring Michael J. Fox came out shortly after that, just one, about a month and a half later, maybe call it six, six, seven weeks later. That other film also came out starring Michael J. Fox, and it was second in the box office, only to, oh, by the way, the other film that he was starring in, which was Back to the Future. Okay? So I ask you, and I ask the Airhead Nation, what was the second film that I'm talking about that came out about a month and a half later that starred Michael J. Fox? So you got to think about it. Okay. Mike. So you're not giving me any more, any more hints. This is all you're giving me because you know, we know you're the guru. Right. Okay? But, but you, okay. So here's the big hint. Michael J. So think about the two big movies that Michael J. Fox had in 85. We already know Back to the Future was one. Six, late, six weeks later, he comes out with this one. No, it wasn't like Michael Jackson thriller, okay? Yep. But we did see that he kind of had some surf, you know, some, uh, this might throw you off, some, you know, he kind of, we, we, I felt like he could maybe surf after watching this movie. Ah, uh, see, you, you, now you help. now you gave me the, the clue, oh, and that's boy. the clue see, I was I, looking for. that's exactly for. what I was trying not to do. <laughs> and I know, I know, but dude. Surfing, surfing in the U. <laughs> man, dude, I think we're in the wrong decade. I think you were. Th- you no, were- but listen, but listen, check this out. But not only could he surf, but damn, that dude could play some damn basketball too, bro. Right, right, dude. So I not only, not only, dude. But the thing that blows my mind is 
is the hairier he got, the more he, the higher he could jump, the better he could surf. So yes, this is absolute. Now you know what, Jay? This movie here is probably no. This movie here is guaranteed a cult classic. Dude, it's a CC. It's a it's a patched in one hundred percent cult classic. I think Mark Holton was the heavy set guy uh, that was known as I think Chubby in the movie. And Ooh, he, he, he was also in the, the Pee Wee Herman movie. He was the one that stole his bike. So that was the other tie-in there. But, Mike, good oh. job, dude. Congratulations, bro. Well, like I said, I thought that's what it was at first when you said it. Because um, I, I ain't going to lie. I mean, I honestly think that, you know, Teen Wolf was a better movie than Back to the Oh, Future, come on, but... dude. I mean, dude, you really want it. You really want me to get the... I said I'll you buy know, the boxing gloves for Eastbound Get Down. You know what I mean? I'll 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 expense so it. I have to. You keep talking about this boxing. Yeah. yeah but all right. Well, hey, we got to come through this time because we got to come through with this wrestling match um, with that other podcast. Are we even allowed to mention that other podcast on 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 our podcast anymore? Yeah, I did. A bit ago, it's going to be the wrestle off. So it's going to be. We we don't want to give away the rules yet. I actually. Believe it or not, I did a trial run with Diggity Dom at uh, what was the one um, place we went to? With it looked like the Junction uh, Thirty Five. Junction Thirty Five. So when you guys were over there boozing, I was keeping my mind on other things, and I said, "Hey Dom, let's play the the wrestle off game." You know what I mean? And ah, uh, so, so did you wrestle him to the ground? It's a long story. Don't, so okay, yeah, don't give don't. Don't give away the, the details. Right, because I don't want to have them. They don't need no home court advantage in Florida because we live here. It's our home yes. court advantage. In addition yes. to that, last weekend I did get to see – I got to see – well, I couldn't see him for some reason. I don't know what that was. Um, Kevin Hairbear said something about I couldn't see him, and I didn't know what that meant. But um, John Cena, I, I bumped into him with Kirk. So that that you know, I told him about the wrestle off thing, and he said that he might want to sponsor it, you know, and he's bound. Nice. Well, you know what's so funny is the fact that um, when me and Scotty the body were talking, um, Scott's like, "Oh, did you see that he seen John Cena?" I was like, "You can't see me." <laughs> I was like, "He didn't see John Cena because you can't see." He goes, and I said, "Yeah, but the only problem is 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 uh, Jason isn't gonna isn't gonna know that that gimmick." So yeah, yeah he no. he called me. When he was headed up to New York, Scotty the Body, and he thought you were rapping the Tupac, you know, homies can't see me. You know what I mean? So he and I and, and it gave me confidence that you are working on the album. So I was like, okay, good. He's trying to get his lyric, <laughs> you know, his, his you know, so long story. But here's uh, one crazy fun fact, and there's a big uh, about Teen Wolf. You can look it up. It's not going to pull up any weird images, but. There was a rumor, and and I've read that it's true, and I've read that it's not true, but if you go down the, what's the word I'm looking for? If you go down the bunny trail. The, oh, I thought it was a rabbit hole. The rabbit hole. It look up um, look up Teen Wolf in some, I, I don't want to, I don't know. Like, man pulls his junk out. Let's just call it what it is. Supposedly, oh. before it came out on VHS, when it was in the movie theater, there's a scene where you can see somebody in the, you know, in the, in the, uh, the stands, you know, like the old wooden deals where the, everybody sits in the gym and the someone, bleachers. Su- su- the bleachers, thank you. Someone supposedly pulls out their junk and that was kind of the running thing and they caught it before it went on VHS. 
But if you go out there and you read some things, there's a website, avclub.com. They say on the 30th anniversary, an older article, of course, they say uh, debunking Teen Wolf's greatest rumor. Yes, it's a penis thing. So, Oh. Yeah, weird. But, you know, again, it's not going to come up, I guess, depending on the words you, you search, it could come up kind of weird. But, yeah, there's there's a tie-in about that somehow, some way. Uh, tr- okay. Trivia with Mickey Mike the Mayor is brought to you by our family, as we talked about a moment ago, The Spark Show. Get ready for the second week in August 2024, thesparkshow.com. There's going to be more information coming. Again, it's an amazing event. And I had a lot of people, including, if this is the stamp of approval you're looking for, Mr. Phil Fowler punched his ticket and he said, yo, I'm adding this show, just from the show coverage that we posted, to my list for 2024. So if Phil Fowler's doing it, you better do it, kinfolk. Oh, you are not lying there because... I mean, that is the, the OG of all OGs. Uh, and if he's making his way to Pigeon Forge, you want to be there. Uh, you want to be there as well. Oh, yeah. So, Mike, I'm going to sw- I'm gonna swap this up here. The next segment is ODB live and uncut. Hut 1, Hut 2, Hut 3, Hut. Old Dirty Ballard live and uncut. But I'm going to switch it up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the hot spot. You know, Mini Truck and Magazine used to have the hot seat. But I'm going to ask you, I'm going to flip the script. Like Ruben did that one time when he interviewed me. I'm going to ask you this. If we had a Miggity Mike the Mayor live and uncut, what's like a positive thing that you've kind of seen maybe? You know, because I've switched this up, right? It used to be kind of more of a a negative, but now it's all a, a more of a positive. What's maybe a positive thing that you've kind of seen the last couple of years as a show promoter, as a club guy, right? Part of Aftermath, but also just kind of as an enthusiast to the scene of ours. Well, a positive that I would have to say is I would think, like, for example, that Friday night at the pre-party, there were so many different clubs there at that pre-party. There were so many different podcasts, people that own podcasts and do podcasts at that pre-party, and we were all hanging out. It didn't matter what shirt, what hat, what club logo. It didn't matter what we had on. We were all there chilling, having a good time. And to me, that was definitely a positive in the scene. And uh, so that's why I say that there, that whole weekend, I mean, in our, in our OLP booth that weekend, I mean, we had no regrets in our booth. We had um, NC in our booth. Um, actually, I think it was just those two, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. Just so, so we had, you know, multiple clubs that, you know, it just, there was tons of different clubs there at the spark show. Everybody's mingling, everybody's having a good time. Um, but I really noticed it that Friday night at the, at the pre-party. And, uh, so it's good to see that everybody's out there hanging out together and having a damn good time. I How was that, Jay? I love it, Mike. That's a tick mark for your binder if I've ever heard one. Oh, man. if I, I love when I get tick marks. Dude, ODB live and uncut. Actually, Mickey D. Mike the Mayor live and uncut this week brought to you by Joey at Get Decked. If you're a show promoter or you're a good main squeeze, maybe you're a good wife, maybe you're a good husband, and you want to put a photo or some artwork on a skate deck, hit up Joey Dilworth. It's getdecked underscore VA. Or search Joey Dilworth on Facebook. Send him a direct message. He can make it happen. Someone hit me up at the Spark Show and said, Yo, I want to put some of my mini trucks on skate decks. How do I do it, ODB? And I got him the information. 
Joey Dilworth, the big homie. Uh, Mike, next we got the scene updates, dude. So the new street trucks did come. Uh, this is uh, the new issue, and uh, Carrie's uh, SUV, Tahoe, is on the cover. So Carrie Daigle, right, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, Phil Fowler yes, shot sir. it. And what's my, cool. My aftermath, my aftermath brother. Yeah, and here's the cool thing. Eddie Gordy gets the, um, what's often referred to as the insert shot on the cover, Southeast Mini Truck and Nats, gets the the headline, if you will, which is amazing, Jason Bell and team. And dare we remind you, next April, if you were a mini trucker or you love the scene, right, we're not going to call you out and say, if you're not there, you know, you're not a real mini trucker. Look, we're not going to do that. But what I'm going to say is this. If you were a mini trucker or you love the scene, you best be in Maggie Valley for the 30th annual Southeast Mini Truck and Nats, also known for short as Mini Nats. I can't wait for it. But, um, but Mike, so check this out. Not only do you have uh, carries on the cover, you've got a C10, a K5, a 4Runner, a Maverick, an old-school dually, and an old-school C10 that's patina. So we've continued to see a good mix here. Um, the one vehicle that I want to call out is on page 78. Uh, you guys will see the Forever Forerunner, another one saved from the junkyard. Uh, Brandon Burrell shot it. And uh, this truck, I know, has since um, changed hands. I know the guy that ended up with it. And um, there's a guy named Tone of TLC Fabrication in Vegas had taken time on rebuilding the Forerunner. And it kind of goes on to talk about Patrick Miller of Liberty, South Carolina. Uh, you know, and some of that transition and this build. But Brandon did a cool shoot. He kind of had some low-light photos in here. And I wanted to say, hey, thanks again, Brandon, for running mini trucks. Um, if you guys haven't, renew your subscription if you can. And um, check it out. Eddie Gordy, tip of the cap. We hope to see more coverage of Eddie's truck. He's continuing to just add more and more and more, and I love seeing it, Mike. Well, every, every time we have these minis, that's why I'm so glad Mini Truck Magazine is back so we can see, have no problem with full-size truck, yeah. no problem at all, have no problem with old-school trucks, but, dude, there is just something about these mini trucks. And going to the Spark Show, uh, I mean, it was there was a, a weekend full of mini trucks, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah, it, it. it definitely was, man. And we're super stoked because we want to see more of that. A few things I saved on Facebook. I know Adam and Dizzy said multiple thank yous. I love that Adam Tripp, you know, used one of the images that, you know, him and Dizzy are doing so good with some of these images. I know Dizzy Designs is helping a lot of show promoters uh, with their kind of their social media presence. So I thought that was cool. Uh, Jeff Gaudet and team, they put on the Nor'easter, Mike. And I know every time you kept hearing this, you thought some, yeah, I was talking about the storm. And remember, Mike, Nor'easter. That wasn't a storm. That was a, that was a show. Okay, just so you know. Okay, I know Lowrider Depot was involved, many other people, but Jeff Gaudet gave us a huge shout out. I appreciate him kind of including us, and certainly I think that they they've showed people that hey, there is a need, there's a want uh, for those type of events up there. So Nor'easter, if you're in the Pacific or if you're in the Northeast, not the Pacific, if you're in the Northeast, just know that uh, it's going to be going down. I have a feeling next year as well. Uh, Brian Wagner posted, Mike, they said, we lost a great one today. Casey Gordon has been in the scene since I was a kid, and he kind of went on to say that 
uh, he lost his fight. And, um, you know, it's tough to cover these type of things. Um, you know, he says, Dragon Paradise, my brother. And we try to do our best to highlight these great people, um, especially, unfortunately, when we lose them. And uh, it takes it takes a village. And, you know, for Brian to post that, um, you know, said a prayer for the homie. So rest in peace. Um, I know Kayla Couch. It was cool to meet her and, um, you know, some of, again, the, the, the Farva and some of the crew uh, for... Uh, you know, lowest common denominator. It was really awesome hanging out with them and cruising trucks around. So she had posted about another fun-filled weekend. Uh, Steve Carter posted a really cool Mazda, Mike. I think, dude, if I send this one to you, you're going to have to go back to the drawing boards because, you know, he's talking about House of Color candy, brandy wine, laid <laughs> out. I mean, just all kinds of stuff, dude. And this red Mazda with the 4 by 4 sheet metal, dude, toppling the scene. Uh-huh. Love seeing it, dude, and and you know I love that stuff. Oh yeah. Let's see here as we tr- I try to wind this segment down. Well, man, hey, I got one for you, and we can't forget because we got to include the ladies. But one of the the uh, the past featured trucks on OLP, two ladies' trucks were featured. She just won a very prestigious award. Did you happen to see that? Yes, I did see that. Oh, there you go. Let's talk about that, bro. We got to spotlight the ladies. Yeah, so break it down, man. Since you're going to, because you are, because you have been learning the break dance, right? Because the album's coming soon. Oh, dude, I've, I've been learning how to break dance. I've been learning how to do the cha cha cha. Dude, I am ready. I am ready. Cool. So, yeah, let us know what happened. So, anyways, our girl, Brooke Hoover, she won there. She, she lives there in Jacksonville. And she won the science, what is it, the foot, foot, um, how do you pronounce it? What is, what is it exactly? She won an award for being a, um, for being, I think, for a scientist or something. Yeah, yeah, how you pronounce it, Mike? I don't know, that's why I asked you to help me out here, brother. See, I, that's um, how, that's what you, everyone makes fun of, how I say how you pronounce, but not, not only that, but it is her born day, by the way, so let's just be honest. Oh, dude! Hey, even bigger reason to bring up her name. Yeah, it, dude. It's uh, so. Let me let me pronounce it for you. You know how you pronounce Mike? It's a F D L E, um, the F D L E, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, I believe, is what that stands for. Forensic scientists or scientist of the year, dude. Okay, so forensic forensic okay. scientist of the year, Book Hoover, crime laboratory analyst, Jacksonville Regional Operations Center, J Rock. Wow, Jay Town, and that makes another reason why. It, and you guys love when we do these tie-ins on the the OLP shirt, right? With Karen Moore's amazing Toyota, and with Brooks' amazing Jimmy's Running Customs built Ranger, we had the DNA strand on it. Okay, whether you notice that or not, that DNA ties into her role. I've taught every time I talk to Brooke, Mike, I always love chatting with her because my wife gets a little worried. I watch so many of these like crime, re- true crime. I'm listening to all these podcasts. She gets a little worried, like, hey, what kind of weird shit am I into? Right? But Mike, I'm not into any weird shit, right? I mean, you know that. No, no, okay. no, not at all. I just needed that for the record. You know what I mean? But, you know, talking to Brooke and knowing the stuff that she, you know, she's had to testify on things and she's a true constant professional. And I tell you, Mike, if if you're anybody in the scene and you ever disrespect someone like a Brooke Hoover, that's when you're going to have problems, man, because she is good people, man. And not only do we love her truck, 
but I, I, I love her career and I love what she's doing. And she's really, like you said, I'm so glad that you mentioned this because I forgot to save this in our, in our little list. She, she's due all the kudos that, that, that she's, she's getting and, and that she's going to get, you know what I mean? Yeah, Absolutely. So, Mike, dude, thanks, man. Like, I, I literally, I'm like, I, w- I want to, we got to call her next week and be like, yo, Brooke, uh, or two weeks, you know, let's let's break it down. Let's talk some DNA stuff, you know what I mean? And maybe we'll have to remix a DNA deal, you know what I mean? Because I, I know, Mike, you've, you're talking about, you know, doing some remixes and stuff with headbands and all kinds of stuff for, for Eastbound, though. Eastbound, get down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, when is Eastbound get down? Do you do you happen to know? I don't know, cause dude, all I know is as long as my Packers are in the playoffs with Jim Mora voice, I may not be going to Eastbound get down, because it last I, whoever the show promoter is, because I was on this website the other day, dude, not not the one you're thinking, but EastboundGetDownShow.com, <laughs> they are working on the website, unfortunately, but I saw on that little deal called Instagram. That it's the, what, the 14th, 15th, 16th of January? Uh, it would be the 12th, 13th, and 14th of January. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And registration will open up September 1st at eastboundgetdownshow.com. So this year it's going to be a little bit different because what we're going to do is we're going to have the red shaded area. You're going to have a map there on the website. You're going to be able to see where the red shaded area is. That's going to be a, a certain price. That's going to be the the, the red zone. Um, red you're going zone? to buy your red, red zone parking permit, and then we're going to have the pavilion parking, the covered pavilion parking, and then we're going to have the blue zone. And <gasps> blue so zone? there's going to be three different. Yeah, there's going to be three different price breakdowns. You'll be able to see the map. You don't have to choose a, a spot. You can choose that when you get to the show. But there's going to be so many spots in each section. And uh, you just go ahead and um, get your registration spot and uh, uh, re- get your reg- you know get registered um, on the website and uh, and we look forward to seeing you guys in January uh, there at Eastbound Kitdown. Can't wait. And also the vendors are going to be able to pre-register. Um, I'm sorry, they are going to register on September 1st as well. There on the website. Yeah, I might check out the show, Mike. I mean, I've heard some things about it, and you know. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. No, yeah, I mean, we, I was, there. I was there last year. I mean, Thad was there. I mean, if Thad came from Pennsylvania, why couldn't someone come from Tampa, right? Hey, true story. <laughs> true story. I, I love it. Dude, I love it. The uh, last couple things I see here is, number one, our friends over at Showdown in the Valley, October 6th, 7th, and 8th, they have a billboard, Mike, and I, I hope Bro, that one day. I they hope, have. Taking it to the next level. I hope that Eastbound can one day get to that level, dude. The 6th, 7th, and 8th. If you maybe want to experience the mountains, the foliage, the the coolness of you know the south, if you will, in, in that awesome time of year, then gallivant on up or down uh, to Maggie Valley, North Carolina, the 6th, 7th, and 8th. And um, it's going down. Showdown in the valley, Mike. And it's a tip of the cap to those guys. I love seeing them. They were at the Spark Show. Uh, yes, they were, and it's always good to talk to those guys. And um, and man, <laughs> talk about going big time, bro. I mean that that that's big time right there. Yeah, I feel like I feel like October is kind of this one, two, three, four punch. Now I know here's where I'm thinking, dude. You know, like when Tyson, you know, he gets the one swing, and then he gets the other one, and then you get the last uppercut, and the guy goes down. You know, you're thinking like showdown in the valley. A week later, cruising cruising with cruisers up in Kentucky. We're going to be gallivanting up there. 
there's so Whitesburg. Dude, so many people are headed to Whitesburg, dude. I mean, NC, I'm hearing all these different camps. Thad's coming down, you know, severed petitioner. Dude, we're, it's going to get wild and fun, right? We're going to keep it legal because Mike's going to be, you know, Mike, you know, Deputy Mike. He he already said, look, if Hank floats in town, we're going to basically kind of do. Remember on, did you ever watch growing up um, the Andy Griffith show, you know, like Otis, you know? Otis, oh, was, yeah. you know, Otis just maybe had a little one too many, and they would just kind of give him a place to stay overnight. Let's just leave it at that, right? So mm-hmm. if they could just if they could corral, is, you say corral, if they could kind of corral Hank into like the, you know the local facility, you know that's how Mike Mike Burton is going to help maintain the streets of Whitesburg that weekend. But but so let me get back to my point. So you got the one two three punch. You got biggity boom. You come in. You come in over the top. With Showdown in the Valley. Then you hit him with the left with Cruising with Cruisers. And then you come with, dude, just an uppercut with The Last Resort in Louisiana. And boom, right there, dude, knocked out. That's all you need. Those three right there, and you're having a good time. Man, I can't wait. It's going to be an awesome time. And, I mean, where what better weather than that time of year um, uh, there in, uh, in Maggie Valley, man. I can't wait. I love it. Okay. Here's the last couple. Cause I, I got to get through this. Kyle Fannin. He went to Mr. B's park. Shout out to Kyle, a good friend of ours, C10 guy, but a truck enthusiast by heart. Great dude. Uh, he went to attitude check. So he got a chance to go see Joey and team over there. I thought that was awesome. Our friend James day night, he, of course, uh, had this unbelievable photo shoot with his S10. My intel says that we will see more of this S10 in the very near future. This was also cool, Mike, in the uh, mini truck. I was in a mini truck car club in the 80s and 90s group. Daniel Ness says, caught up with this guy 31 years later, the OG painter of the mini truck in 92, Michael Imler. So that was kind of cool. Um Frank, he had a plan. Frank Eisenhower, we hung out with him. He had a plan to meet Vanilla Ice, and he did, uh, which was super cool. So when Vanilla Ice, he went to the concert, he dressed like Vanilla Ice, and he got the meet on, which I thought was badass. The last two I got, Brian Brewbreaker is steady working on the hard body, so tip of the cap. And Mike, dude, we could not not talk about this. Do you know a guy by the name of John Lopez? Did you see no, how... You never heard of him, right? No, no. You mean the smalls of the of my talls? Yeah, the smalls of your talls. Dude, did you see how he and Kim single-handedly did a mic drop? And here's the thing. John knows this stuff doesn't happen overnight. We all know this. It's a lot of hard work. That dude's a hard-working dude, true enthusiast. We had over 340,000 views. I don't do it for views. I actually wish we didn't have that many on the post that he posted. Jimmy's running customs built, aftermath, repping. There was so much good stuff on that post, and there was a lot of hate. I tell you what, Mike, there's a lot of filthy people out there. <laughs> I would love to see just one of them, one of the punk. I'm not going to say it. I'll stay positive. One of the punk, you know what? He said something, and I was like thinking to myself, could you imagine them seeing, like, could you, you know, imagine John sitting down in a chair and someone said something to him, and he stood up, and it's like one of those movies, like Hightower stands up. And someone goes, oh, I messed up. You know what I mean? Because he's going to rip fuck up now. Yeah, and you and I both know John is not violent, okay? 
But I'm telling you, listen, try to keep things in life positive. When people, they love to try to rile you up on social media. But I'm telling you what, some of the people need to watch their mouth because they're saying some pretty filthy shit. And that's why I don't want to go viral. I don't want all, I mean, listen, you go, hey, Jay, it helps the page. You're growing stuff. Yeah, I get all that. But when you start getting an influx of people that are not part of your scene, they don't understand why we do what we do. And they're telling you what a piece of trash you are. And this, you know, this truck that you put all this time and money in is garbage. Listen, I know they're trying to flap us up. They'll never do it. But listen, people, be respectful, man. These kids that are growing up, they're not all Gen Zers, by the way. These people that are growing up in the social media world, they think they can say anything because they got that buffer. Little do they know, we got Scotty the Body in our ring and John Lopez, dude. And if we got those two guys behind us, <laughs> I don't think anyone's effing with us, Mike. See, that's the thing, man, is just, first of all, all John don't have to do anything. He don't even have to say anything. Like you said, all he's got to do is just stand up. <laughs> that's it. Right. That's, that's what I told John. It. I go, John, if you hang out with Mike, he should be he should be charging you because you basically have built in like when the Gallivant man, when that album comes out and there's the release party, he my understanding is going to be billing you know our company for this you know because you know he can't be doing this stuff for free. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? All right, so the scene updates, long-winded, brought to you by our family at Garage Gear Clothing. The holidays are coming. Go to garagegearclothing.com. They, of course, are at numerous events worldwide. Free shipping on orders $100 or more. They have sport trucks, C10s, patinas, F100s, Garage Girl, Garage Babies, you name it, garagegearclothing.com. Mike, we got to start to wind this down. Industry news, I don't know if you saw this. I know you don't follow things maybe as close as I do. Um, I talked last week about potential changes for CarPlay coming up in the new Chevys. There's word basically that Ford is going to roll out in the near future something called Blue Cruise. I'm not making this up. Blue, like is in the Ford color, and then Cruise. It's driver assistant feature. It's going to be built into an increased number of models. This is according to um, the IoT World website, Internet of Things. I say that, Mike, guess how much they're going to try to charge people a month or a year to have this service? Uh, so I'm going to say, uh, let's say $245. For a month or a year? A year. It's, it, they're gonna, they're gonna, it says they're going to offer a free 90-day trial, you know, because you got to rope them in willy. If the All customer right. decides they want to activate, hey, Mike, you want to activate the 75 per month? What? what? Well, no, no, hey, better deal. Uh, eight hundred per year. Deal? Holy shit! Are you giving me your credit card? I uh, activate your driver assist. It gave a blowjob when you drive. Yeah, uh, credit card. I, I think I pass. No, dude, th- th- he had, the, bro, he had the last deal that that would have sealed the deal. I thought the Blizzo yeah, Nissan no. is activated. No, I'm not interested. I think I'll pass. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking 75 a month. I mean, shit, I could go get like a a Chevette or something, <laughs> you know, and just drive the Chevette. <laughs> I love Chevettes, by the way. Industry news uh. brought to you by AccuWare. Um, AccuWare.com. They've helped me out in the past. They're good people. 
if you want to add uh, the air ride assist, I guess you could call it. You know, push a button, your tr- your car or truck go to a certain level. Visit AccuAir.com. Mike, I think I'm going to wind it down there because here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call Ruben now, and I'm going to talk to him about lowriders in music videos, TV shows, and number one, movies. Some of our famous ones. Do you have any one lowrider? Not your favorite, but what's one that comes to mind in a music video, a TV show, or a movie? Just one. Any one you can think of. Any movie. All right. So just one. And uh, the one that has to be my all-time favorite is got to be um, the 64 that uh, Ice Cube drives when he's in um, Today Was a Good Day. Yeah. Video. Yeah, that one was called Family Jewel. And the big homie Tim Davis got to see that one back in 1992 with the Lowrider show. He sent me the photo of it. And that greenish kind of bowling ball, I think it was at the time, paint job. Very cool. Uh, We'll tell the story here shortly, too. We'll talk to Joey. He'll talk about how he sold his 64 rag and who it went to, a true legend and icon. I think that's all I got, Mike. Bro, I can't wait to hear this this story. This is going to be awesome. It definitely is, Mike. Stay on the rise and stay dry out there, brother. Hey, appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Airhead Nation, we out you. Hey, hey, so we got Ruben on the phone. And Ruben, when I thought about this episode, having Joey on, talking about who he sold his car to, we're going to hear from him shortly. I thought, man, I got to link up with the big homie Ruben and talk a little bit about pop culture, a little bit about cars and things like that, man. Are you down for that? Uh, I am always down for that. Jay, uh, I hope you're doing well, and I hope everybody out there is doing well as well. And uh, yeah, let's talk some pop culture. Let's talk some cars. Thanks, man. I would encourage people to check out C1500 Nonsense. That's your page, Ruben, and it's on the rise. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. No doubt. So here's something that I've always thought about. We know we kind of did this. It was ironic. Two years ago, we had Joey on. And I'll just kind of summarize that I feel like depending on if you were a 70s and 80s and 90s kid, like you know the mix between both of us, I kind of just feel like I was born in a good era because you know the late 80s, you know, NWA starts coming out, obviously Ice-T, you know, so many others, even before these guys. And then, you know, boom, Death Row Records starts technically 91, but, you know, you end up with this vibe, this G-Funk era that a lot of times, you know, Warren G, Above the Law, Dr. Dre, you know, they're all kind of credited with that funk. But, dude, I mean, you and I both know when you start thinking about, you know, Eazy-E talking about rolling down the street in his six-foe and with Dr. Dre and some of the videos and the imagery and the St. Ives commercials to me, like I was at a good age where all that just really meshed together. And I think you kind of get that. Yeah, I I get it. And you know what, and growing up, uh, I'm a little older than you are. And and growing up in, you know, the seventies and eighties and nineties and whatnot. And here on the West coast car culture, whether it's low riders, mini, mini trucks or, or the Volkswagens or whatever. I mean, it's, as long as the weather's nice, it's in your face. You know, you see a plethora of it out on the streets. So, yeah, you know, like during the 90s, early 90s, when, um, you know, the whole Death Road record started blowing up. And, you know, even before that with Easy and NWA and all that, you would see, you know, whether it was a, a 64 or 
you know, that era Impala on hydraulics, or you would see the Samurais, you know, with the with the 15 by 10s with the big systems. I mean, you would see all of that out here. You would, and that's something that a lot of people have brought up, especially even in the Lincoln community. They've said, hey, California, you know, whether people love it or hate it, I know there's a, there's a big divide out there on certain things. And oh, by the way, to our California listeners, you know, we hope that you guys are okay. We know that Ruben and you and I talked about it as well. You know, we know a big storm came through there. You know, I know some people said kind of hyped up in some areas, but other people did experience some some difficulties. So we hope everyone's okay. And then, oh, by the way, a couple of, you know, earthquakes. So, you know, we hope everyone's okay out there. But as you know, something that that goes hand in hand with California, not only is music, but really the, the custom car culture, you know, going back to the Woodies and the Surfing USA days, and, you know, even the lowriders, I mean, I think those guys have been lowriding since, like, you know, post-war stuff, right? So, you know, you're going on, dare I say, you know, 50, 60, 70, you know, 70, 80 years of lowriding when you really break it down. And you can't really, I can't think of California without thinking of cars, lowriders, surfing, all of that stuff, man, that, that greatness. Right, and, you know, a lot of that, I mean, well, you go a little deeper than that, and it all started, you know, in the, in the late forties, early fifties with the hot rodders, you know, the guys coming back from world war two. And so I don't know when I, when I think of our car culture here, that's how far back that I think of. And I'm, a lot of the hot rod stuff, I'm around that stuff all day long and I get it. I appreciate it, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's really not my thing. I mean, I grew up in the area that I grew up in and you know, I do, I have my favorites, you know, and, and yeah, I I am a mini trucker. I like my trucks. I love my full sizes. But you know, that's what I like. But I do appreciate where we came from and where we got our our I don't know our ideas, our influences, so to speak. And um, you know, I do appreciate all of it. And especially out here on the West Coast, um, you know, like I said, you see it everywhere. And the time that I lived in Arizona. I knew that it was a big car culture as well, but I really didn't get it until I moved out there. And same as out here, given any nice Saturday afternoon, you will see those cars out on the road. Totally, totally agree. And again, it kind of goes back to me, like you think of the VWs, how big they are, the Woodies and all of that. But something that people may not realize, obviously we're getting older each day. When you think back, and, you know, let's talk about, you know, music videos, TV, and movies, of course. And movies, I think, is the primary lion's share. When you think back, Ruben, to what's, like, if I were to ask you, what's a lowrider that's kind of etched in your mind from any movie? It could be a, a current movie or a past movie. Is there any one, if I were to pose that question to you, that really kind of comes to mind? You know, the first true lowrider that I ever saw had have been back in... Oh, man, 1975 or so when I was a little kid living in Chicago, and it was um, Chico the Man, Gypsy Rose. Yes, yes, you know? and that's one yeah. on my list, and and if, if you guys go, I want to give a shout out. There's a couple of videos, obviously, go on YouTube. There's one that has over 10,000 views, and he's kind of broke down some of these, but that's that brought that one back because Gypsy Rose – was in uh, Chico and the Man, and of course, if you go on, you know the websites and things like that, you know you'll get a chance to um, to see that. That was a TV series, technically, though. I think, right? 
Yes, yes, it was. It was a, uh, a sitcom from the 70s that I believe it only ran maybe one series with him. And then after his timely, untimely death, they tried to keep it going and it, it just didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And when I think of, if you were to pose the question to me, you know, there's a couple that come to mind. I think movie-wise for me, the, the genre, the era that I grew up in, is got to be Boys in the Hood. You know, people talk about that car, which I believe is known as Touch of Gold. Some people even argue and say, hey, it was ahead of its time. I mean, certainly you could say, hey, you know, Gypsy Rose and like all these other cars, but like for some of us at that age, like when we saw that car, we're like the, the color, the, the gold wheels, it, it just had it all. And that one's the one that comes to mind for me for a movie. And then for, I, I think I would have to say, you know, Ice Cube, it was a good day slash G thing slash Dre would let me ride. You know, those are kind of really forever etched in my mind. Right. You know, the car from Boys in the Hood, I mean, that was, uh, what, 30 years ago or so? Yeah. Somewhere along those lines. Yeah, 91, um, I want to say. Yeah, something, 91, 92, somewhere along that line. And and honestly, I mean, if you look at that car in that movie today, that car's timeless. So, you know, yeah, it, to me, that's probably one of my favorite lowriders that appeared in the movie. 1,000%. And when I was kind of putting this list together, I think I did a shorter list back two years ago. Literally, it's so ironic. We had Joey on two years ago this week, August of 2021. And another car that comes to mind for me, which was big, Tupac was supposed to be in Menace to Society. And there's that riff that he had with the Hughes brothers over some of the table readings and things like that. But remember the Mustang even in there. And I, and I know you could kind of say, well, it's not really a low rider, but it has wire wheels and that style. You and I have talked about it. That style is back bigger than ever. Right. And I remember those cars, whether they were a uh, convertible or a hatchback. I mean, those cars were, they were hot. They were all over the place. Yeah. For everything from vanilla ice and rolling on my 5.0 to obviously menace and, just you know, different music videos and things like that. Now I got to give a shout out to all of the kinfolk in the longest title of any Facebook group, but one of my favorite Facebook groups. I was in a mini truck slash car club in the eighties and nineties. Uh, Nineteen, almost on the cusp of twenty thousand members, and a lot of these guys chimed in. Now some I had on my list, some I didn't. But I'm just going to throw a couple out, and then we'll stop, and we'll talk about them, and then we'll kind of continue. But I talked about it was a good day, also known as today was a good day video. That car, Family Jewel, uh, shout out to Tim Davis. Tim and I talked about in the past. He got to see that car. He went with a buddy onto a trip to California back in 92, and they happened to go to the Lowrider show. And he literally had a photo that he had shared, and that was the same car that they had used for the video, which was kind of cool. But nice. that one's etched in my mind. Um, Friday, so Big Worm, 61 Apollo, the orange one, but also uh, think about Up in Smoke, dude. People are still trying to replicate that car. Right, right. The people are, are uh, the van from the van, uh, yeah, sorry, uh, the van. next movie, too. Also, they're trying to, they're, they've been trying to replicate that van as well. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's what it was. Yeah. And then the 64 Impala in that one with the blue door is the one that I always think of. In up and right. Smoke. Right. With the fuzzy dash and all that. You got to love the front license plate, though. Muff Diver. You know, I mean, Hank, did, <laughs> right. Hank, I think Hank came up with that. Right. That's his plate now. Yeah, it um, is. It is. You know, when, when we were talking about this earlier, we were talking about, 
you know, those movies in particular, uh, it, it, it kind of rang a bell in my head and it was something that, that Billy Bob talked about when he was on the podcast and that was Corvette summer. Yes. And there's that part where, um, he's hitchhiking to Vegas and he gets, uh, he gets picked up by that lowrider club on their way to Vegas. And yes. uh, I think he jumps out of the car because you're going too slow for him. And there's everything from, um, I believe there was a Riviera. There was a, a, a Vega. There's like all sorts of different cars in that, in that little caravan. But yeah, that, that movie as well, you know, that movie was well, like, you know, it was a big influence on me as well as, as a kid. And I remember watching that movie uh, at my cousin's house. It was either on TV or select TV. So that that's how far back, you know, that was when I saw that. Dude, awesome memories. And I really think if Hank had a license, he would be driving the Corvette Summer Corvette, you know, nowadays. That is his style, ain't it? Well, that and that van that that chick had in that movie. <laughs> Dude, when the, the vans are rocking, man. I would not come up. You know what? <laughs> But think about, too, this. As a kid, I remember my parents would try to, you know, I was born in 78, so, you know, obviously with um, Up in Smoke comes out in 78. But as a kid, my parents had HBO. Somehow, again, Land of Lakes, we had cable. And they would kind of try to hide my eyes from some of these movies. But I think of, like, Born in East L.A. Now, granted, that was 87. It really had the epitome of the car culture, you know, the 64, uh, there's a 64 Impala super sport in that one. There's various cars, but that to me was like, you couldn't have a Cheech and Chong movie without either some smoke, obviously, or some low riders. Right. And you know, in that movie in particular, he's driving a, a lowered bug on alloys. I want to say. So, I mean, that, that is perfect for that time, you know, back in California. Yeah, it definitely was. It, it, it hits it there. Now, uh, a lot of people chimed in with this one, Boulevard Nights. So if you think about this movie, 79 again, kind of the era I was um, you know, born in, th- so many cars, right? Obviously, that movie is a classic. Now, I'll be totally honest, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I went back and I watched some clips like kind of like on YouTube and stuff. But it's in an era in the late 70s when these car- a lot of these cars, you know, a 54 you know, Chevy Bel Air was you know, 20, 25 years old, the 64 Impala was, you know, 12 years old, right? It was ironic because like the cars were classic, instant classics, but at the same time, they were still relatively new, like a 72 Monte Carlo. You know, you think, oh, that's a classic car. It was only seven years old then. Right, right. There was, you know, that portion, late 70s, early 80s, man, there were a bunch of car, car movies, or I call them car movies, or that involved you know, around cars and stuff. And there was one other movie. It was called, I believe it was called Van Nuys Boulevard. Yeah, It was just about Cruzy Valley. I believe you and I talked about this at one point. Yep, yep. Uh, I've looked for it. I think I've found clips on YouTube, but I haven't I haven't found the whole movie. But yeah, there's there's clips of it on YouTube. And, and I remember watching it as a kid on, on basic cable or on TV or whatever we had at the time. And, yeah, and it, it was just, I just watched just to see what cars were involved. Oh, here's one for you. Uh, heart, so this one was a deep cut from one of the videos that I had mentioned, and I'll get to it. There's, there's a video called um, Dropped and Hopped on YouTube, his channel, and he talks about letter writers from movies and TVs, right? So I would tell people to check it out. But there was a movie in 83 called Heartbreakers. 
there's various low riders and the low riders in the movie are actually they're they're dragging like crazy now whether i think they are dragging they might have flares under them but i'm pretty sure they're dragging but that reinforces that mini truckers we didn't create dragging ruben no no we didn't uh I I was a kid back, we were already living, I was already living in Long Beach, and my cousin Richard was a little older than us, he had, he had to this day, he has, still has his 59 Impala, and then he had wow. a early 80s Regal, Buick Regal, I think it was, and um, that car was set up for dragging, and it was like on 14s or 13 wires or I believe they were wires, and yeah, that car was, it, at one time he hopped it, and then after, I guess he heard some stuff underneath it and figured, you know, I'm not doing that anymore, but it was set up for dragging. It had plates and stuff welded under the front cross members and along the, the sides of the frame rails and stuff, but yeah, I remember him driving that thing down the street in front of our house, just dragging it, going <laughs> about 40 miles an hour. Yeah, I want many truckers to know, although dragging became a huge thing in the late 90s into the early 2000s big in part to domination video oliver we think uh, you know for that kind of that era but again you know low riding goes back to like i think you can even date it back to like the 40s and 50s you know guys customizing the cars the custom scene if you will think about this there's a few and we won't go into a lot of detail with some of these like breaking two was big obviously with the music and the dancing uh, Brotherhood of Justice is a deep cut from 86, various cars, but Billy Zane was in that movie, and that was his role after his first film, ironically enough, Back to the Future. Wow. Uh, Colors was big in 88. Uh, there's another movie. This one's kind of funny. This guy in the video that I mentioned, uh, he he covers this one. 89, She's Out of Control. It's got Tony Danza. And he drives off in a car playing La Bamba. And, of course, the car is throwing sparks and stuff. But, again, that's 89. So that's, you know, 10, 11, 12 years past, you know, some of the movies like we talked about with uh, Up in Smoke, you know. So it kind of was reinforcing that really low riders and that that whole genre really was here to stay, right? It wasn't just, you know, in the late 70s. You know, it, it obviously has transformed. And now, obviously, a few years ago, the Super Bowl. Right, right, and I was going to bring that up. You know, we can't forget talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah, and how much, and that's what I want to hit on with Joey because, you know, if you think about how much that, you had every, I don't mean this in a bad way, but every Tom, Dick, and Harry the next day was looking for, quote, a lowrider, and I don't mean that in a bad way because, you know, I love when people love a particular culture, you know, but it just shows that people people do people do appreciate it. They appreciate the music tie-in, I think. Again, Easy e really coined the phrase, you know, six foe to a certain extent with his with his hit song. But then if you think about too, you know, the Super Bowl being a couple years ago, Dre and team perform at it. Uh, think about like Set It Off was a big movie in the nineties. You know, there's the sixty two Impala in there. Uh Boulevard Nights. Dude, that one was a huge hit and a lot of people in that group Facebook group chimed in on that one as well. Right. And there was also a movie in the early nineties by the name of Mi Vida Loca. Yes. which they had a mini truck in it, and I believe a couple of lowriders as well. Yeah, that that is a good one. I was going to make sure I said that right. So that was someone, someone also chimed in with that one, and I thought that was kind of cool. Now, this is one I don't remember. Steve Martin was in a, a film in the late 70s. I'm sure my dad, rest in peace, would have remembered this one called The Jerk. And a lot oh, of people Dude, you have to watch in. that. Yeah, I got to watch <laughs> it because Steve Martin, man, he, dude, 
he gets his kudos, but I mean, he's underrated. But the 72 Monte Carlo that I found in some of the screenshots, that thing looks sweet. Yes, and I, I believe it's a gas station scene where that car appears. And yeah, it, it's one of those movies that uh, I'm not sure they would be able to make that or remake it today. <laughs> today right. But it, it, it's a classic. You, you have to watch it. You have to see it. If it's a classic, Mike may have seen it. If it was a cult classic, he definitely hasn't seen it. <laughs> now, here's a movie, another movie I got to go back and watch. I watched it back when it came out on VHS back in the day. The Stallone flick, Cobra. It has a little fender bender in there. They filmed that right over in, in some of the scenes in Venice Beach. And that there's a right. little fender bender in that one. Right, and he's driving the Chop Mercury in that, I believe. Yeah, I think so. And and it's funny because, you know, like Stallone, like that that uh, movie poster is so iconic, you know, with, with him, you know, with kind of all black there. That came out in 86. And, again, people have done some of the movie site locations on that one. But uh, it kind of just showing lowriders, uh, you know, were, were here for the movies and TV, of course. Now, Andy Sargenis, I believe is how you say his name, he pointed out a movie called 187, and it has a Toyota mini truck. You, you know a little bit about Toyota mini trucks. Uh, just a little. <laughs> now, I, I had not seen this film. And um, I don't know if there's a lot of information out there about it, but certainly uh, that was cool that he chimed in with that. Now, something I wanted to point out. Um, also, there was a film in the 90s, uh, Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood, you know, when the Mar the Waynes brothers, they were kind of on their run of all those different spoofs that they did. There's a lowrider, of course, in that. And, you know, the stigma, kind of the West and all that stuff was kind of cool. Right. Now, something that's going to be interesting, I'm going to talk to Joey about Dr. Dre a little bit. I don't want to give it all away. But there was an article a little less than two years ago uh, a car had popped up on eBay, a 63 Impala, and the owner, I mean, this car, when I when I saw it, I was like, man, I got to figure out how to buy this car. It was priced lower than you would have thought. Now, it was still some money. I think they were asking 150 grand, but the rumor was that Dre had owned this car, and under the rear seat, as you know, like these older cars, the, the rear seats kind of come out pretty easy, typically, it had Dr. Dre's signature. Now, whether... That was truly authentic. He, the guy, claimed that you know, hey, I've got a photo of Dre signing it. You know, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But uh, uh, AutoEvolution.com, they did an article. And I'm going to share that with everyone. And you know, this was back before the Super Bowl, and it's ironic how that same uh, storyline is going to tie in, I think, with Joey here a little bit later. Now, uh, Ruben, let me ask you this: When you think of a music video, now I gave you a couple hints earlier. Is there any one music video that you maybe think of when you think of like car culture or lowriders? Man, a number of the Ice Cube uh, videos. Yep. Um, it was a good day. Probably, right. More than anything, probably G Thing. Right. G Thing. Uh, anything with Snoop. Uh, that era. Yeah, it'd have to be a toss up between you know something snoop did or something that that um yeah yeah it'd have to be that it would have to be that or, or ice cube one of the two yes I, and that's what I, when i was young and i'd watch the ice cube video and it kind of just shows like the girl strolling up on the old now old school bmx bike it kind of pans into his house he's waking up putting on his watch you know his pagers there you know before cell phones and he's just he's rolling his low low you know, he saw the police and they just rolled right past him, right? He hit the court, hit a triple-double, you know what I mean? Everything went perfect on that day. 
And the right. car to me was like such a cool aspect of it because it really embodied the whole culture, the West Coast vibe. And little did we know, especially myself at that age, that I was just hooked, man. And it wasn't so much that he was driving. I mean, people were looking at the car in the video a little bit. And it wasn't so much that, hey, I want the attention. But it just was like, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. And now, granted, some of the listeners might go, hey, well, you're not a lowrider guy. I mean, I would argue, yeah, but it's all, to me, it's all part of the culture. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, it, it, it's funny because we always had that here. We always had that, you know, we had always had the lowrider culture here in, you know, someone in our face. But it wasn't until those videos came out that the rest of the world got to see it and yes. got to know it. Yep. You know, but you no, know, and, and I, I think if it wasn't for that era in music, I don't think it would have grown as much or as, as quickly as it did. Oh yeah. And think about this. So a couple, so you have the live and die in LA, right? So that summer before Tupac is unfortunately shot and then later dies, you have the 61 Impala, which is often referred as the Tupac Impala. Now Long Beach Lloyd, as you know, owns that car now. I think I could be wrong. I think Suge technically owned the car, but it is, of course, known as the Tupac car because it was in that video. But then Family Jewel, as we talked about in the It Was a Good Day video. Uh, one of my favorite songs, you know I love the West, there's a guy named CJ Mack, and he may not be a household name, but he's got that badass video, uh, Come and Take a Ride. He's in a blue Impala. He says, you know, rolled out right. the tray. Of course, 63. Right. And and I love, like when because Ruben, you'll remember this. In that era, the late 80s into the 90s, when you go back and you watch like a 90s, especially a West Coast video, the record companies were putting a lot of money and production into these videos, right? And I'll sometimes come across one that I've never seen, but that was helping sell the music. And like when I watch that video, I go, man, this was like the, this is like another good day kind of vibe video. Right. And, you know, and a lot of artists too, like uh, there was that artist, uh, Kid Frost. Yes, and from, he had he was on the ones. Yep, right, and he had um, La Raza was yes. a single, and he had he had a video with a bunch of lowriders and mini trucks. It was down like in the L.A. River and stuff, and you know, again that that time that time in our culture, that time here in, in Southern California, that's what you'd go cruising the Boulevard on a Saturday night. That's what you would see, or Whittier, or, or any of the major cruise spots you would see everything from the lowriders of bombs and mini trucks to the Volkswagens, even even the street bikes. I mean, everything and anything. Yeah, and think back to the MTV era. I remember the year when they were like constantly playing Insane in the Brain and then Coolio, Fantastic Voyage. You know, that that song is so timeless. And, you know, they showed right. all the, the, the people kind of coming out, you know, the trickery of coming out of the trunk. And, you know, that, right. that album cover, how iconic it was, shot by Mr. Mike Miller. All of that stuff, to me, like, it literally embodies, like, certain years. I kind of go, hey, I remember the summer of 93, summer of 94. Oh, yeah, this video was on constant rotation. And seeing that over and over and over again, like you said, it I, I truly believe it helped to to pull people in, a lot of people. And and some people may but, but maybe listening to this going, oh, yeah, yeah I, you know what? I, I didn't realize how much it played a factor and when I talk to Joey, I'll even bring up Criss Cross. You know, you think about the jump video, it has the two right, Impalas. Right. A lot of that, of course, was Jermaine Dupree driven. But if you look at a lot of their music and you go back, as corny as some people might think it is now, they were heavily influenced by the West. They sampled Dre, Snoop, all that stuff, and I thought it was awesome. 
Right. Right. You know, and then again, a lot of it was, was influenced by the West. Oh yeah. So let me, let me remind you on this. So one of my favorite videos, as you know, is the nothing but a G thing, right? The cool thing is if you go watch the, I call it the uncut. I think there was a little bit longer version. And then, you know, for TV, they kind of cut a little bit of it. But bottom line is it starts with Dre pulling up in the in the Impala. He pulls up at Snoop's house. He gets out. He goes and gets them. They get in the car and they cruise. DOC's in there. But what's cool is if you look at the very beginning, they've got the crane shot and the crane's right over the car. And it's kind of zoomed in right where the eight switches are at on the dash, right? And it kind of pans out a little bit. And when I look at that vibe and I go back and I think of that blue, I think it was like that blue Impala, and I believe that's the same Impala that Daniel Jordan shot Dre the photo in uh, for the for the in, inner sleeve on that album. But when I look back at that, you know, and, and you know, think about being able to go there last September and figure out that exact spot where Daniel Jordan shot those photos, and I think of that Impala, although I don't have a blue 64 Impala, I've got a blue 64 Lincoln, a lot of that still played its way into my mind of, hey, this is what I want to grow up. This is what I want to do when I grow up. I, I love this stuff. Right, right. And, you know, the, that same that same feeling you get, that's what I get when I watch, you know, some of those late 70s movies with, you know, whether it was uh, Corvette Summer or... Um, like Born in East L.A., Boulevard Nights. Right, Born in East L.A., or um, even, what was it, Crazy Larry, Dirty Mary, or whatever that was. <laughs> that wasn't but, even on my know, list, yeah. Oh, yeah, but, you know, it, it was that, those were the types of movies that I remember watching as a kid that just, I mean, that made me want to do this car thing, you know. And, and even, you know, like, the, you know, the Smoking the Bandit movies, um, even like a movie like Duel, you know, yes. or guys getting chased around with, with, by that old tanker truck. I mean, that stuff to me was, I would watch movies just to see what cars I would see in them. And then, you know, of course, later on, you know, movies like Corvette Summer that was, you know, custom car driven, you know, it's like once I found a movie like that, I wanted more of that. Yeah, there was an episode of TJ Hooker that I believe had low riders, um, TV movies, you know, non-low riders, you think of Miami Vice, Magnum P.I. I mean, we all love these shows growing up. A-Team, I certainly love the van. I remember going to one of the newer car shows my dad took me as a, as a little kid at the convention center in Tampa and got to see the, quote, A-Team van. And, man, I thought I was so cool seeing that. And uh, people reminded me, of course, Class Act, you know, the 82 S10. I mean, how iconic. Right. A lot of people probably saw that and said, hey, I want to have a truck that does all this crazy stuff. But... Just a few more. If you think about two, and I come across this one and I kind of forgot. I mean, we all know the famous war song, All My Friends Drive a Low Rider. But like even that music video was like pre-music videos, but it's a there's a music video out there for it. You know, people can check right, that out. Right. Right. And it's got a lot of the vintage seventies era lowriders in it. Yep, it does. Now, speaking of that, there's also about 20 years ago, Cypress Hill put out one of one of my favorite albums of theirs, and they have a song called Low Rider. It's a great track. There's a video to it. That was actually a track that, for some reason, I didn't even realize there was a video to it. I think it was that was the era that I wasn't really watching MTV as much, and I just had never seen it till a few years ago. But you fast forward to the late 90s when Dre was going to put out Chronic 2000 that ends up being changed due to Suge kind of trolling him gets changed to chronic 2001 and then you know when dre and snoop put out still dre you know you think of the low riders in it and i'm hoping 
Uh, Snoop has hinted that there's going to be a follow-up to Doggy Style, which dropped 30 years ago this November, Ruben, and they're going to call wow. it Missionary, apparently, right? So it's kind of that little play <laughs> on. But, we're, I mean, my fingers are crossed that this really happens the way he said the album's finished. I hope that Stupid Dre drop another one, and I think there's going to be maybe a tie-in with Joey on possibly how that ties into maybe a future music video. We'll have to see. We will have to wait and see. <laughs> the last few <laughs> I had on my list was Real Mother FNGs by Easy E. There's plenty of lowriders in that. Uh, the same actor that played uh, Easy E in the spoof, you know, Dre Day video actually plays in that Real Mother FNGs. So it was ironic. Easy thought it was funny, and he actually hired him for that for that music video. But um, I mentioned Let Me Ride, and if you really want to go down nostalgia lane, Tim Davis and I do this sometimes. Uh, go on YouTube and look at some of the old St. Ides commercials. There's a really right. good one with uh, Warren G, you know, with the G-Funk era, with Lowriders, Impalas, uh, Hydraulics. Dude, it's all amazing. Yeah, those those commercials were like little videos in themselves. Yeah, they I mean, were. Very good production, whoever, whoever was doing them for them. Dude, as a kid, I just said, hey, I don't know what this is, but I want to drink those. My parents <laughs> were like, get back, go back to bed. It's like, <laughs> get me too, mom. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to post some more stuff in the future. You know, Soul Train Awards 94 is the famous uh, Dre and Snoop come out with the Impala. There's a few others. There's one next month, the 30th anniversary. I'm going to post something that you guys, I think, will appreciate that ties in the Lowriders. But, you know, I just think back to the good old days. I truly do. And I think a lot of people are on TikTok now and Instagram and stuff, YouTube. But when you think back to some of the movies that we talked about, you know, with Cheech and Chong type stuff and just a little bit, the, things were a little bit, times were easier. Let's just say it like that, right? And you could get away with some things, like you said, that you may not be able to today. And that's what I appreciate about the 70s into the 80s, even arguably into the 90s to a certain extent. Right. And, and you know, and I think we're going to continue seeing that. I mean, um, well, we are, you know, with a lot of the reality TV show and stuff and a lot of the YouTube stuff, of course. And, and I think there's, you're, we're going to see a lot more of that in the future. Oh, yeah. Now, I, when I made that cross post, I wanted to mention, um, I did post it also in the Airhead Nation group. And I want to thank everybody. We had 68 comments in there. So we had a lot in the I was in a mini truck club in the 80s and 90s, um, so I want to go through here and just call out anybody that I may have mentioned or, or missed. Rather, a lot of these we did um, we did hit on, so I'll just look through here real quick. A lot of people mentioned Big Worm, um, uh, so that was cool with the 61. Someone mentioned the 72 Monte Carlo from Boulevard Nights. That was Robbie, of course. Let's see what else we have. King T. That was on the front of his album right. cover. Uh, Corvette, yeah, Corvette Summer, Ronnie Cup chimed in with the, Bu the Buick Riviera, which was cool. Smokey and the Bandit, of course, Tony Boss Bolin, he's a big uh, Smokey and the Bandit fan. Uh, someone said, Johnny Wall, uh, Johnny says the X, the X Cab OBS Dually at the beginning of Biker Boys had hydros on the front end. That was kind of cool. Right. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Now, what about this one was Jason Redden, dude? So to tell me this one wasn't awesome. The lowrider car from the movie Cars. We can't That's not include that. Right. Right. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that was animation, but it was awesome because it was dragging. I, I love that thing. Uh, right. Someone mentioned, Jason Bruner mentioned Lowriders, um, the, the film. 
I don't know if this was critically acclaimed, so to speak, but I know this came out in the last 10 years. Uh, but, of course, there's an Impala hopping on, on the front of it. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw that. I remember it being on in the, in the, in the theater, but I don't think I'd, I'd ever seen it. Lowriders with Theo Rossi. Um, that's another one. Um, what about, okay, so I'm drawing a blank on this. This guy goes, it's it's a sledgehammer. Uh, this was uh, Randy Colwell says it's a sledgehammer, and it's the one, the tater tot, the guy that likes the tater tots. Yeah, it's uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, thank you. See, yeah, if yes, like, luckily yes. that wasn't the trivia question this week. Yeah, that could have been a great trivia question. Now, I forgot to mention, this is on my list, okay, we would have really got razzed for this one, Training Day. Tony right. has told me if you look close, there's some scenes you can see air, there's some scenes you can see hydros, because they used a couple cars, but we all know that's a lowrider car, hydros, that's that's an awesome one. Right, and you know, right now when um, we talked about uh, the lowrider and the pulley of dynamite, it just jarred my memory, um, the movie, the Selena movie. Oh, that's there's right. There's a lowrider. Yeah, there's anything for Selena. That yeah. that car. Yeah, rest in peace, Selena. Cliff Summers, he had posted one funny one in here. Uh, a couple others. Yeah, the movie 187, Andy Sergenis uh, mentioned uh, the 84 to 88 Toyota. Someone says, was just out at the 30th anniversary of the filming of this movie. And, okay, that was Nick. They mentioned Gypsy Rose, which, let's not forget, Gypsy Rose, I wish I would have went to D.C. when it was displayed at the, the, the state right. capitol. That was pretty cool. Right. That is way cool. Now, don't kill us because I know that's going to kind of round it out. I mean, I know some of you guys are probably slamming the dashboard right now going, damn, they didn't talk about, you know, such and such. I could go on. I know you could, Ruben. We could go on for hours and hours and hours, but... I would encourage people to go check out some of the other stuff on the internet as well as YouTube because there's a lot out there. Maybe I'll do a video in the future and I'll kind of do that for our YouTube channel. But certainly, Ruben, like it is cool taking a little trip down memory lane. You, you and I both know we, we love this road called memory lane. Oh, we sure do. And you know what? You <laughs> When you asked me to do this, I started like, you know, while I was working, I started going through stuff in my head, thinking of stuff. And there's stuff I'm forgetting. Yeah, me too. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, but it brought back a lot of good memories for me as a kid, you know, and, and the movies that I saw as a kid that kind of, you know, pushed me into this whole car thing. And, um, you know, I just want to thank my parents for letting me watch some of that crap. Because, uh, you know, oh, and then, uh, it's funny, it popped in my head. There's no lowriders in it, but there's a lot of cars. A movie called Used Cars. Oh, back right. In yeah. What was it? 79 or 78? Yeah, the, Bo- around there? the Bobs created that. Bob Zemeckis and Bob Gale. It was yes. kind of a, bo- it's a cult classic, is a box office bomb, but of course they go on to create Back to the Future, but that was their first film, I think technically it was. Yes, yes. And I mean, if you like cars, I mean, it, it's goofball comedy, <laughs> it is, I guess. It is. It's 70s. But yep. it, it's, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a good movie to watch and spend some time. There's a couple Lincolns in it, too. That's how I know that movie. Right, right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's the cool thing about films and even music. You know, my dad used to say it kind of draws a line in the sand for the time period, you know. And, again, I love researching this stuff. And certainly – you know, we kind of did a hodgepodge deal, just kind of having fun going through it, and that's that's what this podcast is about. Don't hold us to it. You know, we weren't exactly trying to hit on every single movie, but certainly without the Airhead Nation and the Facebook group, I was in a mini truck club in the 80s and 90s. Without their help, it would have been a lot tougher to put this together. So I got to thank them. But uh, Ruben, 
anything else, any other updates you got that you want to share before we wrap it and call Joey? Oh man, just, uh, just working a lot. And this weather has been crazy. Uh, again, we've had, we had a hurricane come through here this past weekend. And, um, I, I, you know, my heart goes out to those people that were affected. We were not, I mean, we, I want to say it probably started raining here, maybe about 4am or so. And I'm talking like a steady drizzle and uh, probably about noon or so it started coming down a little heavier and a little more steadier, no wind, no, no crazy winds or anything, or at least not here where I'm at, but we did get a lot of water. There was stuff that was flooded, but to the east of us, I know, I know for a fact people out like in the Palm Springs area, uh, they were, they were affected. There was stuff that was flooded and, you know, they got a lot more water than we did, but for the most part, like where I'm at, um, we didn't get anything. I mean, yeah, they hyped it up and they closed schools down yesterday and, um, but you know, but we survived it. I love, I, I love the fact that you guys were safe. I know some of it is, is it's tough, right? Cause we just had the Hawaii thing and, and I haven't, I haven't been really honed in on that. I know there was a lot of craziness and, you know, there's people that are missing. I think there are several, you know, 40 some odd people that may be perished and then there's over a hundred missing, but then you kind of had this in California. So, you know, again, I tell people all the time, you know, you have to get out there and do the stuff you love because you never know. And I'll just say this, it kind of ties in last Saturday, we went to Portillo's uh, local cruise in Angie Ellis and team kind of have it. And, and, and just to wrap this up, I, uh, one of my buddies, Jason Fitzpatrick came up there with his girl, Megan. And, um, you know, they had came from a funeral and I just said, Hey, you know, I could tell that, you know, she had been, you know, very upset and stuff. And they, they still came through for a little while and hung out. And she said, you know, I, I forget if it was her nephew or someone in her family. He was sun. It was a Sunday within the last month, Ruben, he was driving on a big road over here, us 19. And he was, it was like 1040 in the morning and he was loaded up and he was going to like the flea market cause he was in the collectible stuff. And he's just driving down the road, and some guy, some kid, I think the kid was 19, if I remember correctly, I think, and, it, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe he was 29, I may have heard that wrong, but bottom line is, this person literally swerves over into the other oncoming traffic and hits him, and the kid die, the guy dies. Wow. And he's wow. just, it's just gone. And, and, you know, and it made me think, like, you know, I mean, you know, when these tragedies happen, you know, she said he was the nicest guy. He was in those collectibles. He just loaded up and he was, you know, just imagine you're just going to the store. You're going wherever. And it's like literally things can change that quick. And I know a lot of us kind of go, eh, well, you know, you're sad for the person, but you kind of go, well, okay, all right, I got to move on, right? But at the end of the day, like if you really stop and think about it, literally something tr like freak like that can happen to any of us. You know, it really could. So, so I, I'm constantly. I have my head on a swivel and say, you know, I want to get out there. I want to do the things I want to do. Uh, I'm going to be as safe as I can, right? You know, uh, in cautionary, right, with certain things. But at the end of the day, man, like you, you just never know, Ruben. Right. You never. First of all, my my condolences to him and his family, and sorry to hear that. Um, Thanks, yeah, you just never know. And I mean, I've been, I've done a lot of traveling in my day, and I've, um, I've seen a lot of stuff happen on the side of the road and I've seen stuff happen in front of me and, you know, I thank God that I was involved in anything and all my travels been safe, but 
you know, you really just never know, you know, whether you leave five minutes later or five minutes earlier. I mean, who's to say you, yep. you don't know, yep. you know, and you brought up, uh, Maui, Lahaina. Uh, I've been, and it's probably my favorite spot on earth. Beautiful, wow. beautiful Island. And my heart goes out to those people. I mean, yep. I've, I've seen it firsthand. I, I know what that place looks like. And I, I seen the pictures of what's gone yep. and it's just, it's mind blowing. It's yeah. Just all this devastation, but you know, I'm, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. And through all that, that one little Catholic church in the middle of line. I is know. Still yeah. It's like, yeah. wow. It's like, how, yeah. And I've actually, know? yeah, I've, I've actually been inside that, that, that church and you know, it's been there for, for years and i've um man i feel for those people yeah well get out there live your life be safe do the things you want to do as long as you're not hurting anybody else right is what i always say you know do the things you want to do right but right with that being said ruben again i would encourage people to check out c1500 nonsense i told everyone earlier cns metalworks well i'll maybe i'll tell them in the future here on the episode depending on how long it takes but cs-metalworks.com you can hit them up if you guys need parts, right, Ruben? They can call Chris, or if they want to have Chris and team bag their vehicle. Whatever whatever you need, parts, information, you know, questions about anything, give us a call. Always appreciate you, Ruben. R.A. Ruben, uh, Ruben Artiaga. Stay on the rise, brother, and uh, we'll talk more lowriders here, I'm sure, in the future, brother. Thanks for everything, man, and we out. We out to you. Let's keep on keeping on. All right, thanks, Ruben. Man, that was a lot of fun talking about. I mean, we could really do a whole episode and that's kind of what I had planned but because we had so much to talk about with the Spark Show we just couldn't not talk about all that other stuff with Mike so as I wind it down um, I just want to remind people if you go to ourlifestylepodcast.com there is on the left side you can click on the official OLP show calendar and then you can click here where it says uh, click here to subscribe and when you do that uh, you will be taken to uh, an option to subscribe to our digital calendar. It's totally free, and it's basically iCloud. And on iCloud, what I do is I spend the time, and I go through, and I add all of these shows. So once again, I'm not going to go through all of these um, right now simply because it's going to be a long episode, and there's already a lot that we're um, covering Now, if I look at the scope here for the next couple of weeks, this weekend you have Revolution Kentucky. We talked to Steve about that. You also have, if you're in the Pacific Northwest, please get out to Sittin' Pretty, SummerSlam, um, S-I-T-T-I-N, Pretty, P-R-E-T-T-I. You can certainly find information on Facebook and on Instagram for more information on that event. Of course, it's in the Pacific Northwest and... Craig and those guys have done a lot to bring this show back, so I'm super excited for them, hoping to see some good photos from there. Uh, Robbie with Static Nationals, you got that the 8th and 9th of September. Uh, That's at Rogersville City Park, so I hope that you guys can make it out there. That weekend is also going to be pretty busy because you're going to have Dropped and Destroyed 20th Annual Event in Uniontown, Ohio, and then River Slam is also in Chattanooga that same Saturday 9-9-2023. Uh, Sparks in the Park is that next weekend, the 15th, 16th, 17th, and that is in Niceville, Florida. 
And then two weeks after Sparks in the Park, you have September 30th is Fair Enough. That's F-A-I-R Enough, E-N-U-F, at the Green County Fairgrounds. Justin Wyatt behind that one and Friends. You can uh, find Fair Enough, more information out on Facebook. We will also try to get Justin on to talk a little bit about that, maybe as early as the next episode. So stay tuned for more information there. That's all I want to cover in terms of the scope. The show updates is brought to you by our kinfolk at Spreading the Love. And speaking of Spreading the Love, we want to show those guys some love. Uh, Sean Rose, David Magotti, good people. And if you look on Instagram, Spreading with an I-N, the L-U-V, Spreading the Love, L-U-V, uh, you can find more information there. This is an automotive-based 501c3 nonprofit org dedicated to helping individuals and families fighting breast cancer. So they're good people. And again, shout out to Sean Rose. I did not mention this earlier. We got the slap hands, of course, as always, up at the Spark Show. Love his booth set up. Obviously, they had to rebound a little bit from some of the weather things that many of us experienced at Mini Nats. So a uh, huge shout out to those guys. Again, the show updates brought to you by Spreading the Love. Sean Rose, David Magotti, keep doing what you guys are doing. Next, we got the podcast updates, and we only have one new review to share this episode. As I'm pulling that up, I will encourage you to uh, stay tuned to our social media. We will be dropping something possibly the day this episode comes out, if all goes well. So uh, stay tuned. I think you guys will really appreciate what we're going to be dropping. Uh, this comes from Drew Boo two zero one six D R E W Boo B O O. Love listening to you guys and the content and the information that you're providing. He is at West five nine Customs with an S West fifty nine Customs. So thank you so much. If you're on an iPhone or any Apple device. Please go into the pre-installed podcast app, search OLP or tap on library, select OLP, scroll down, 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 tap the five stars, and if you want to go a step further, write a review. If you want to put your Instagram or business name, we will shout you out just like this in the future. Help us uh, improve our reviews. We want to get past 300, basically, and the majority of those are five stars, so we really, really appreciate the support. The podcast updates brought to you by our kinfolk over at Graphics Mafia, G-R-A-P-H-I-X, mafia.com. They're on social media, on Facebook, and of course, if you need some light design work, maybe you need to replenish some stickers for your business, or let's say you have an old decal or sticker that you want to reproduce, hit up Buddy at Graphics Mafia. He will certainly take care of you. Last, we got the Airhead Nation updates, and I have, I think, two that I wanted to cover. Uh, one was, we talked about Brooke earlier, so I wanted to give a huge shout out to her. Uh, it really means a lot. It was really awesome to see the recognition uh, that she received. She is good people and certainly uh, want to throw her a huge shout out. Um, also, I want to throw a shout out uh, for the Airhead Nation updates to Local Rides, R-I-D-E-Z, Local Rides with a Z, magazine.com. They have the Yoda family issue on sale. These are good people. I got a chance to slap hands and talk with the owner of the magazine recently at the Spark Show. 
good dude. Uh, so check out Local Rides. That's with a Z uh, magazine. Again, they are good people. Lastly, I want to say Joey Whitby, a friend of ours at the podcast. Happy Born Day. I didn't get a chance to say it on that day, but I plan to say it, of course, on the podcast. Big supporter. We got a chance to see him at the Spark Show because he gallivanted out east. His son recently moved to Tennessee. He went to visit his son. And, oh, by the way, two birds with one stone. He also gallivanted down to the Spark Show. So it was great slapping hands. We didn't get a lot of chance to hang out that weekend because he was doing the sun thing. Uh, but, Joey, would definitely appreciate your support. The Airhead Nation update is brought to you by CNS Metalworks. It's cs-metalworks.com if you want to link up with those guys. Uh, cs-metalworks.com. They're also on Instagram. Look up Chris and team if you need AccuAir, airlift, solenoids. Maybe you want to bag your vehicle. Get at the, the, the fine folks over in Corona, California. CNS Metalworks with an S. Good people. Now, as always, I could be forgetting something. If I do, I apologize. Of course, this is kind of a long episode. We are now going to roll in to the audio with Joey. If you're new to the podcast, uh, consider subscribing. Just hit subscribe. It's free or follow however you're listening to this podcast. We really appreciate it. And uh, let us know what you think by leaving a five-star review. Stay on the rise, everyone. We out you. Yo, yo, as I mentioned, super excited to have Joey from the Majestics back on. We got a great story to tell, but Joey, first I got to ask you, man, how you been? How's life treating you? Man, life's good, man. Life's going doing good. My family's good. Uh, good, good. You know, we got a lot of good things going on for the future here now, especially now, especially a lot of different changes in the past week. Yeah, for sure. And I want to give a, a shout out to my homie Vic. He kind of put me on game um, over this past weekend or so that he said, hey, did you get the news? And I, had, I hadn't I had heard. And he goes, well, yo, let me drop it on you. He goes, usually you're dropping the intel on me. And he goes, Joey from Majestics, this this deal went down where he sold his car. And I, at first I thought he was like, you know, ribbing me, like don't tell me a joke. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. But, um, you know, we had you on in the past. So we talked about a lot of the lineage back to – the you know the late 80s into the 90s with Dr. Dre and even Chris Cross like in the jump video and a lot of things I talked about earlier in this episode but talk to us a little bit about like okay so we laid the foundation of this badass lowrider that you had talk to us about how this this deal goes down does someone reach out to you or and how does that work so yeah when when I built Game Changer 64 man I, I told myself I says I'm never going to put a for sale sign in the window I'm never going to advertise it for sale but if somebody approached me of course for the right money uh, you know I'm going to consider it and actually it's crazy is uh, I got contacted by another guy from another car club like two months ago and we had a you know and he was supposed to buy it but things had gotten away for in his life and then uh, I'm still holding on for him just because I'm a man of my word you know sure. and uh I went to the Atlanta show a few weeks ago. I was like, you know, I know I have this feeling like the car's about to sell. Like, I, I let me do one last hoorah show. So I did that. I went to the Lowrider Magazine Atlanta show, 
loaded it up, went up there, killed it, you know, like I always do with the car, you know, best of show traditional mural from Travis Wilson at Vast Designs, you know, in first place in uh, street class. So on my way home, you know, of course, social media is the big advertisement now, you know, as we all know for anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at my Instagram and I'm scrolling through the, you know, scrolling through it and I see an, a post from this guy out in Vegas, Cracker57. It says uh, Instagram name. And uh, it said, looking for a 64 Impala rag convertible, gold in color with tan interior. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like, oh, wait, wait a minute. I'm like, what are the odds of this? I'm like, but then, like I said, I had this other deal going. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to entertain it. I, you know, let me just, let me not entertain it or whatever. So I kept, I, I, I drove up there and back by myself and I'm like, had this on my mind. And coincidentally, like two days later, Cracker hits me up on Instagram. Like, Hey, I got somebody that's looking for your, your type of car. And you know, what do you, what are you wanting for it? So I had told him, look, there's an offer on the table. If you guys want to, you know, come up off that offer and make me something, you know, to drop the first deal, you know, let's talk. And mind you, the first guy had never paid a deposit or anything. So I went by thinking, like, sure. you know, I dropped it, you know, uh, you know, like backed out on a guy that gave me a deposit. That right, right. Case. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. I got you. So, yeah, that that makes sense if he comes up on it. I, yeah, I sent a bunch of photos. Uh, the guy that is actually interested in the car contacts me we have conversation back and forth regarding the price he didn't like my first price he you know so he caught and he was like all right he goes what well, the guy backs out let me know i said okay and then like i don't know 15 20 minutes later he calls me back makes me the offer makes me offer i can't refuse and um he tells me all right well i'm gonna be there thursday i said okay and uh he, thursday came around um, the timing based on what he told me was off. So I was, and then that evening he was supposed to be here Thursday morning. I never heard from him except that that morning said he's flying out. He, he got here. He was wanting to make the deal that night. And I'm thinking, well, how do you get that kind of money on the plane? Right. You right. Know? Cause you can't travel. Like there's some rule. You can only have so much money on you. Right. So I was like, well, at this point I threw red flag. So I asked my partner over Tim at, uh, Tim, he owns a shop over in Orange City called Tim the Tent Man. He sells uh, car stereo equipment and does tenting. Uh, he's like, yeah, come over here and do the deal. That way you're not at your house, blah, blah, blah. So we did that. I had, I had people on standby sure, just kind of sure. watching my back. I don't know who I'm dealing with. And then I, so I drove the Impala there. I was like, all right, from my house there, it was probably 25-minute drive. Drove the Impala over there nice. for one last drive. And... Uh, I'm on standby. I'm like, I'm got my guard up. Right. And then I go to pull, I go to pull into my Tim shop and who's standing there. No way. Yeah. I saw the photo. I saw the photo and I was wondering if you were going to say exhibit, man. So exhibit, of course, you know, they got to protect their self and their, you know, and, you know, not put the exposed celebrity status, which is respect. I understand. I, I respect that. So I get out and we just chopping it up, and then uh, the the other the guy that's friends with him, his name's Abraham, that I had been talking to was there, of course, and um, they looked over the car and seemed to be happy with it, and um, I and I still didn't put, and at this point I'm just figuring the cars for exhibit, you know, mm-hmm. so and then come back, I was like, oh, it's for you, and he, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they're still not exposing that it, you know, that it was for Dre. Sick. Dude. So, so when did he break that news to you? So the way I didn't still didn't put two and two together. So at this point, he's like looking the car, and then Zibit goes, "Hey, can you play the music for me?" I'm like, "Sure." What you want to <laughs> listen to? And he goes, "Put on some Dr. Dre." I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay." Play some Dre for him. He's in the back of the car with his phone, videoing or something. Uh-huh. I'm assuming at this point, and I still don't know at this point that he's probably videoing it for Dre. You know, sending Dre videos or FaceTiming him or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And uh, at that point, they, him and Abraham looked at each other and said, "All right, let's make the deal." And mind you, I still we go in the office, put the he brings out a, a brick of money, and still I didn't even pay attention. It said the it, from the bank, it's a package that says Andre Smith, which is Dr. Dre's real name. Dude, man, that's like kind of mind blowing. And like you said towards the beginning. People underestimate the, uh, you know, you talk about Game Changer, the name of the car, but you underestimate what social media can do because someone saw right. that you were up at the ATL, you know, Atlanta Lowrider show. Obviously, they, they know the car from Instagram and this type of thing, but isn't it crazy how all that can be just kind of travel that quick? Yeah, it, it was crazy. Like, uh, you know, the guy that initially posted up that, you know, post about needing a goal 64, so, uh, a guy here in Orlando had put tag my name on there like hey check you know check out joey and i and may came from that it may came from the atlanta show sure, post sure. i don't know uh i never asked and then uh so i never found it so they bought the car went on the tow truck they took it back to the ritz carlton in orlando thursday night so i'm looking on video and then i see a post that says with exhibit and smiley from good times uh, taking the car off the tow truck, and there's a pu- and then there's a caption that says, "Exhibit taking back Dr. Dre's new ride." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> that's that. That's kind of how. So he kind of he kind of kept it on the DL, and yeah. then that's how you put two and two together. Right. So I'm assuming you know, and of course, like, and uh, and and uh, you know, and uh, you know what it is is. If so, uh, if somebody says or hears, oh, you know, Dr. Dre wants to buy your car, they're sure. going to try. You know, their 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 concern is that then people want to try to double or triple their asking, right. asking price. Yeah, yeah, Jay Leno, I think, probably runs that. into that. Yeah, right. So anyway, like I end up talking to Smiley, and he's like, "Yeah, it's for Dre." And then I t- end up talking the next day to the guy on Messenger, Cracker Fifty Seven, like. He's like, bro, I was like, hey, thanks for setting the, set the deal up, man. I'm honored that Dre want my car. I mean, how? why couldn't you get on, be honored? You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, at this point, like, you know, like it was nerve-wracking to even make that decision after having the car for so long, you know. But, and then, and then, but to know that Dre is getting my car, man, man, I'm speechless. It's changed my life, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know what the future holds. It may fizzle out. Or, you know, who knows? Maybe no, I got man, people you got too much love in your heart. Ride. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe you never know. Maybe people see me building my next ride. And who knows? We'll see what the future holds. But, you know, that, uh, that it was, you know, a dream come true, man. I never seen that coming. And, you know, kind of getting into the whole story with Game Changer is, you know, when I, I remember being a kid, man. Basically, and I remember watching Dre and Snoop driving that '64 rag onto the onto the stage for on the music awards. Yes. Man, I was like, "Yep." And I remember sitting there kicking it with the homies, drinking a forty. Like, I'm gonna have one of them one day. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Soul Trainer Awards back in the day. Yeah. There, there were a couple of them. I remember watch same as you, probably the live broadcast, you know, and they come out and you're like, yeah. what? And it just was like, it, it's etched in our minds. And a lot of people, they may not recall this, but, um, you know, even in the, and I talked a lot about in the beginning of this episode, different movies and TV shows, but mostly music videos too, like Crisscross, right? I mean, they were young and I know people, ah, they were corny, whatever. But if you think back to like the jump video and some of their other videos, they were heavily influenced by Snoop and Dre. They had, you know, Jermaine Dupree used a lot of their samples and stuff. So again, even me as a young kid seeing that, it just was like, dude, it was something that we gravitated towards. Yeah, I mean, my days were like, you know, the chron, you know, Dr. Yeah, Dre, the yep. Chronic. I mean, I mean that to this day, that album's just like bar none. Nobody's touching that. You yep. know what I'm saying? But yep. I just remember watching the Dre and NWA, and and you know, always watching the Six Four Rag up in the videos, and and then I years later I got one. Years later, I finished it, and here we are, full circle. The guy that inspired me to build that car bought my car dude it's mind-blowing and you know as much as i love the chronic what was it kind of gives me chills is like last september when i went out to california hang out with my friends the raddies with some of the lincoln stuff but i did the pop culture couple days and i had talked to um daniel jordan who shot the photos of dre for the chronic so you know obviously the chronic paying homage to zigzags but then there's the one main, what I call the lowrider photo, that was like the insert and then the inside of the CD. So Daniel put me on game on, hey, this is the spot. This is the address of where I shot it. And then I spent hours on Google Maps figuring it out. And I figured out the exact shot. And then Daniel called me later that afternoon. And he goes, hey, you know, I know you try to get in contact with me, whatever. And I talked to him a few minutes. And I said, well, I'm going to send you a couple photos. And he goes, I sent them to him. And he goes, you found exactly the right spot. He goes, I don't know how you did it. And that made me feel good, but it's crazy that you and I became friends and here you are selling, you know, a car, game changer to Dre. And, you know, I'm arguably one of the biggest Dre fans, the chronic fans. I mean, I just think that's mind blowing, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, no doubt. Now, you know, and I, it's crazy. Yeah. And you got to think too, all the love that you get, like, I, I mean, I mean this sincerely. The <laughs> it was crazy. The episode that you were on, Joey, it's one of our most downloaded episodes in OLP history, and that's crazy to me because you know we're mini truck inspired, but we've always talked about you know we love all the culture stuff. But I bring that full circle because I'm sure you know the love that you got from you know the guys and the ladies in the Majestics, right? Your your family, your club, they had to have just been super stoked for you. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's been honestly across the board. I can't tell you since Thursday how many hundreds of calls or messages and texts and I've got just like congratulate me and you know just checking to see how I was feeling and and honestly this past week I, my adrenaline been going so <laughs> much about the whole transaction. I finally just I finally crashed on yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so, but it's still like, I after the, even after the transaction, I had my, my vice president with me for the Daytona chapter, Jeremy, man. And, uh, when we left Tim's shop, we were like at silence. Like what just happened? Yeah. Like, like were we just on just exactly like we were on like a hidden TV show or are they punking up? You know what I mean? That type of deal. Yeah. 
And then, and then a couple hours later, then I find out the car's through Dre. So, like, there wasn't no sleep that night. Yeah. You know? so, yeah, you got to hit up Mr. X to the Z and be like, yo, man, could you sign my Chronic album or something? You know, that's where my mind's at. But going, going full circle, too, is something that I think was uh, pretty cool is that, obviously, Exhibit, he's real close to Dre. But I follow a lot of the Dre stuff on YouTube and a little bit on Instagram in terms of, you know, not a lot comes out. You know, Dre's a very kind of kept to his self person, at least from what I can tell. But this was kind of cool. Like, I swear it was like maybe a year or two ago. And somebody was at his house. It might have been Exhibit. It might have been Anderson Pack, one of his newer kind of guys that he does a lot with. Um, it wasn't Kendrick, but it was someone. One of his homies was at his house, and they were there, and there was an Impala there. And what, what struck me, and I'm going to share this after this episode drops, is there was a car that had come up on eBay. And I'll have to send you the link, and, and you can – tell me if you know anything about it but there was a car that had come up on ebay and they were asking like 100 150 grand and this was a, just a, a really nice car i mean i think yours was even nicer but supposedly dre had signed it under the rear seat so one of his homies was at his house and i guess you know if that was really dre's car that car had been long gone right so right. so he's checking out an impala and i swear to you i wish i could find the video dre's like you know sitting in the seat checking out he goes man i gotta get me another one of these you know and i kind of saw the you know, the glow in his eyes because, you know, again, as you said, NWA into um, Death Row, you know, dovetailing into Aftermath Entertainment, you know, he he was there at the infancy of all that. And now to know that I can slap hands with a homie that says, yo, I sold the car and I went to Dre, I, I just, it's just mind-blowing, Joey. It, it, it is, and it's just, I tell you, I'm still, uh, man, I'm still stoked about it, man. Like, I, you know, I mean, I'm the... And the following, like even the following on social media, bro, ever since this has happened, it, you know, I was going to keep it quiet for a few weeks. You know, I didn't really want sure. the club to think, you know, the club to know I got rid of my car so, you know, so quickly. And I was going to go out to L.A. to the banquet and just do my thing. But it leaked and it just blew up after that. So ever since Thursday, man, like the, the videos of the car on the tow truck and the videos of uh, of Exhibit and, and I and, you know, and man I, I can't tell you the the love i've gotten from from uh friends family even people in the whole car scene it's it's been crazy the man. car community yeah we gotta tie this in of course uh it just seems like yesterday uh super bowl goes down in los angeles dre and team they go on to perform they win. Um, I think it was an Emmy. It was they, they went. They win awards for this performance. I mean, it was really over the top. Of course, the lowriders are tied into it, and it seemed to you know. I know things are with inflation. It's a little crazy these days. But when you, when those after that show, there was so many people that were just like. I mean, you had guys from like you know. I mean, I'm a white dude from you know Land of Lakes, right? But I mean, you had guys that like weren't even car guys. They're like, yo, man. It really helped to me in my mind. It helped put like lowriders have been in the forefront for a long time. Movies, TV. We talked about it earlier in this episode. But to me, Joey, it really even thrust lowriders back into the mix where people were just like, "Damn, I want me a '64 Impala." So it's really cool to me that you worked so hard to put this together. You know, blood, sweat, and tears the sacrifices that we all make to finish a big project and for you to get over this hump and have the smile on your face and go, yo, I did that, man, dude, dude total salute, brother. Thank you, man. And that, you know, it, not a lot of people can say it, but like, I mean, I had that car for over 20 years, you know, I, it, I didn't have it built 
in 20 years. But I bought that car. If it, if you, and a lot of guys there locally know, I bought that car over 20 years ago in Pinellas Park from uh, the guys who used to own Boulevard Customs. Right uh, you know what? Uh, I always wondered Park that because I didn't know those guys, but I remember that shop. You know, back in the early 2000s, I remember going there one time, and you know, they always had very, very high end stuff. So I, I'm guessing I may have even seen it back in the day. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it was in pieces when I bought it. Literally, yep, the body was just sitting that. on the frame. Yep, and. Uh, you know, what happened was, I, you know, low rider was popping, and then the big rim stuff started, and then I think they kind of went that angle when the car just set, and then that's back when I said, I'm going to get, you know, and then I did a low rider show with my club members from Majestics, and one of our members had just finished his 64 rag, and I was like, damn, man, I got to get one of them. Like, I already, re- I, like, every, my kid, my childhood was coming back to me, right. even though I was, and my child, I mean, I was young then, but my childhood was coming back to me, like, Damn, I said I was going to get one of well, my friend Jimbo uh, from Fly Customs. Yeah, I saw Jimbo this yeah. past weekend. Yep. Yeah, Jimbo found the car for me. He's wow. Like, I know where one's at. And that's what happened. And, yeah, so we uh, we went and bought it. I bought, you know, I had to go up in the like up in the, the roof of that Boulevard Customs and get all these boxes. It was like big rim boxes full of parts for that car. And, you know, it took me a long time to do it. Because I, I I was young, so I went to always have a car on the street. So I'd do a little bit, put it to the back burner, build another car, sell that one, you know, whatever, and then and so forth and so on. Then when I turned forty, I was like, man, I need to get this car done. Yeah, <laughs> I remember you said it, that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes and, uh, it's like you know, you know the so. sacrifices that we make to be able to go. Hey, I want to make it happen. So something I wanted to bring up. A lot of people tend to think, and like even me as a mini trucker, a lot of us, we build these high-end trucks and we kind of go, ah, it's a show truck, I don't drive it. The way I see a lot of lowrider guys and ladies is they roll their stuff. I mean, even cars that are 300, 400, 500 grand and plus and, you know, your high-end build, uh, whatever that number was, that to me reinforces like the word cruising in the lowrider community is unparalleled. And your car, like you said, that last 25-minute drive or 25-mile drive, man, you, this car wasn't afraid to roll. No, nah, man. That thing was, I tell you what, it was like my nicest car that I ever built, but it was the, it was the most smoothest one I ever built. Like, man, you could get that thing, turn the car, the key on and, and cruise. And, and, you know, I just, I put my, I had my vision. Like, when I built something, I got a vision what it's going to look like, how it's going to go. And, and the game changer was all that. You know, yep. so yep. And do you think like the accumulators? Is that that's I always say that we're wrong. I think accumulators are, are those things that you have on your. A lot, a lot of guys run those. Does that help? That dampers it, right? Helps. It does, but I didn't have them on game changer. Ah, okay. Yep, that's what. Okay. It was just the way. I, it was just the way. You know the 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 setup. The softer spring. Yeah, the setup. The softer springs. You know, so I'm guys putting them four or five ton springs in them because they want to hop, but. I wasn't about like hopping that car. I just wanted to ride. Yeah. You know? Now I got to ask you this: as we start to wind it down here about this awesome story, when when you roll that last twenty five minute cruise, you know, or did you put on a couple songs that meant a lot to you? Did you just kind of put on Pandora and let it ride to some Dre? Like, what what was your mindset then? You know, I I, I should have played some music, but I was just in my head. So yeah, like, that's I'm not bad. There, you know, so I was just kind of like taking it all in for the last time like the ride the way it sounded the way it looked 
you know, I even like Wednesday, knowing they were flying in Thursday, not even knowing who was coming in on Thursday. Wednesday night, I even sat out in the garage. Now, I did sit out in the garage Wednesday night and played quite a few songs and just had a few beers with and, and, yep. and had some time to myself. So I had that time Wednesday and then just the drive up Thursday night, man, just kind of was just taking it all in for the last time. Yeah, I hear you. Now, uh, my buddy Ruben and, and I and Mike, we talked a little bit about um, in this episode, you know, some of our favorite, maybe most iconic. I mean, you mentioned the Dre, which I think is always number one for me for music videos, whether it's Let Me Ride or G-Thang. Do you ever think of like one particular movie? I know Gypsy Rose was in a movie here and there as well. Was there any one car maybe besides the Dre um, videos that stuck in your head? that you could think of from a movie or TV show that, that, that always was with you there. Absolutely. The, the tray, the 63 from boys in the hood. I mean, look yeah. at my car. I mean, yeah. you know, look at my car. Mine was like, not that I was building my car exactly like that. Cause sure. it wasn't like that. The, the cult, the, the color, I, you know, it, it just struck in my head, you know, a cube riding in that, in that tray and throughout the movie. I mean, that car is beautiful, man. And I think that car is in Japan now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what I had heard, and when I watched the audio commentary of Boys in the Hood, rest in peace, John Singleton, he kind of kicked himself when he said, hey, I wish I would have bought that car, because he's like, man, that car went up a lot, because, you know, back then he probably had an opportunity, what if they would have said, man, yeah, we'll sell you the car 30 grand, or whatever, you know, and sure, it was a lot of money back then, but I mean, dude. You just you can't even mess with that. Now I'm looking at photos, and I mentioned these when we had you on before, Joey, from January second of 2021. You know, you were out at Roosters, and I look at just how clean the trunk is, the lights. Uh, we talked a lot about this stuff, and I'll reshare some of these photos. But when someone, you don't have to give us all the intel, but like when someone like uh, Exhibit or you know Abra- uh, Abraham. Uh, or Abram, when when someone like that reaches out, right, and some of these guys like Cracker Fifty Seven, and you start sending photos, right? Were they looking for photo, like also build photos, like bare metal stuff? Um, obviously, you know these guys know the tricks of the trade and they know what to look for, right? But what do you think really sold them on going? Okay, this wasn't, uh, you know, this isn't just you know some some you know quick spray car. I mean, they they knew from the photos right away. It sounds like that bam, this is the one that someone's going to want. You know, I found out later, like, I guess that Dre was looking at a couple other ones, and uh, I, I know one of, I know one of them was a Super Sport, and he didn't like Super Sport interior, uh-huh. which I don't either. So, um, so I think, I think it was just, I'm all about traditional, and like, you know, I don't know what caught his eye, yep, but okay. maybe he just knew, you know, honestly, I don't know what caught their eye, but... You know, I think that they could tell that I put my heart and soul in that car. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, even when Abram and, and Exhibit were looking at it, I mean, there was a few things they they touched touched on. And I had already told them on the phone, like, look, I just really, honestly, I just really finished this car. It's not been out but three or four times. Yep. You yeah, know? I doubt. Uh, I got to show. see it in person, by the way. Right. And I told them, and they were like, and then they looked at each other like, yeah, I mean, there's a few things wrong with it, but nothing major. Like, all the, the, you know, the core of it is good. You know, there was just minor stuff that needed a weekend's worth of work or, you know, a few days' worth of work to finish up, and they were cool with that. Yep. They loved it. I mean, they, they seemed to love it. I mean, they crawled up underneath the car and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, and Zibic, you know, obviously on, you know, the Dre, when he's like, look at the chrome up on that, and they're bouncing it, right? I mean, yeah. so many iconic, and they work together, and Dre produced, you know, um, 
just you know some of his albums and songs of course and uh it's just pretty awesome when you like in the future as this kind of moves forward right um you know there's talks of you know Snoop's already said hey there's a there's an album missionary coming which is going to be like a follow-up to doggy style as you know uh the chronic dropped in nine deuce 92 and then of course this november on my born day 11 23 in nine tray um snoop drops doggy style um th- one of the best hip-hop albums just like you said with the chronic i really I'm, I'm i'm hoping right i'm itching that if we can get some of that magic of dre and those guys i know a lot of it's already been recorded but i would love to see them come back out with another anthem right west coast hip-hop's 50 this year Maybe see the car in the video. I know that would bring just an amazing smile to your face to see maybe some integration into some of their productions out there. You know, and that's what we all talked about is like, that's what I hope for. The one thing I can hope that I can, and if anybody hears us out there, like the one thing I can hope that I can get out of this, and I'm hoping to talk to Abram again, and he's supposed to call me, is if the one thing I could get out of all this is a picture with Dre with the car. Dude, right there, ice on the cake, man. That would be the icing on the cake on top of being able to know that he owns it, knowing that, you know, they were willing to come up on the money to make, you know, make the deal happen. I mean, the, the whole, I mean, it goes on and on and on. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I would just to go back to what you're saying, man, is like, you know, Dre's not only a music producer, but, you know, he does movies and directing and all that, man. What if it hit? What if they did? You know, everybody's asking what are they doing with it. To me, I feel something's hap- going to happen because he asked it for something specific. Yep. You know, he needed a gold car with tan interior. What? What's he's asking for for a reason? And well, I guess we'll have to sit back and wait and see. You know? Yeah, I'm along so. for the ride. I'll tell you that. And you know, I think back to '92 and '93 when Death Row really starts getting going. They hit us with the one-two punch, nine-four with you know above the rim, and then Dog Pound. Just that era, man, is great. But as you know, and we've talked about this, you know, low riding is worldwide. We know that it's heavily ingrained in the West. We tip our cap. I certainly do to everybody on the West. But I think that, you know, maybe we'll pick up some listeners. I know a lot of your club mates had chimed in before. We got much respect for Majestics. But I think, you know, even people sometimes that probably saw folks that watched the, the the Super Bowl deal and they said, oh, there's a bunch of, you know, you know, these guys, they want to get into it, whatever. To me, any exposure like that is good. And and what my hope is, is it, whether it's mini trucks or it's low riders that, you know, we can all continue to embrace the culture. Um, I'll say this, I you know, I apologize. I wasn't able to make it out to something that you had asked me to, to try to get out to back in uh, around the Super Bowl this year. But you know, yeah, I, it was on Super Bowl weekend, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, my wife was like, "Hey, you got some commitments and stuff." But, but in all seriousness, like you know, I really appreciate you know many many of the guys like you and others out there have really tried to bridge that gap. And when I go to a show and I slap hands with people, especially like you, I never feel any animosity between like, "Oh, it's a truck guy, it's a Lincoln guy, it's a lowrider guy." Like we nah, we man. truly are; it's one community. Absolutely, like we talked about that on the last episode, yep, man. Yep. That. My, my vision, and you know what? I get so much love at the Majestic Daytona <laughs> show every year from the truck guys, from the import guys, because they know I don't see them any different. And you know yeah, what? They yeah. don't see me any different either. You know? And if you, and then so just like we spoke about before, my vision is to, to close that gap. And that's what, from my end, it works. You know? If everybody else from, 
that can you know do the same from both cultures, man, it's it's just going to keep. The sky's we're, the we're limit. Gonna, yeah, the sky's the limit, man. It don't matter what your interests are, whether it's a, a an Impala or it's a truck or a Lincoln or or an import Honda. It don't matter, man. We all at the end of the day, we're all doing the same thing. We're we're putting our vision and our onto a vehicle and and doing what we love. No matter exactly. what, what it is. So. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think a lot of kids, like maybe even a little younger than me that grew up, I was at the perfect age, you know, in the 80s into the 90s. And, you know, some guys, you know, grew up watching crisscross videos and they were like, oh, Little Rider's cool, you know. And I'm sure if there was a survey out there, people would say they got bit by the bug. Hey, the last thing I got for you is, you know, the, the awesome, amazing M word, Majestics. You did hint earlier, and I wanted to make sure you, you throw this out there. What What's the big anniversary that's coming up for you guys? Oh, man, I'm glad you brought that up. I was just thinking about it. So Majestics, you know, it's when, Little John is the founder of the Majestics Car Club yes. worldwide. So 1973, Majestics was born. Here we are, 2023. We're about to have our 50th anniversary banquet, man. I mean, it's an honor to know that I'm in the, this club. And, you know, what John built this club on was all walks of life. Like, uh, when it come, we're talking about race. Like, that was a big thing back then, you know. And his vision was it don't matter if what color you are. He wanted to bring the culture together, the low ride, traditional lowrider culture together. And we did that. 50 years later, we did that. We got all walks of life from guys from Paris to Japan to, you know, to Canada, uh, you name it. Of course, it's California-based, so we got the blacks, the whites, the Mexicans, the, you know, Puerto Rican. It don't matter, man. That's what That was John's vision, and it's happened, man. We all get along. We're all family. Yeah, 1,000. I want to give, if, if you guys get a chance, look up Joey Majestics on Instagram. Uh, also, Majestics with an S underscore founder. Now, John, I uh, I don't always watch you know these longer videos. I think I mentioned this to you before on Instagram. You know, people start some guys don't keep your attention, whatever. But I've watched some of his longer videos, and John's really passionate. He often will share his uh, unfiltered opinions about where low riding has has come for his fifty years in terms of you know what he's seen. You know, some of the things on the scene with you know shows. You know kind of stepping on each other's toes sometimes, you know. Lowrider guys travel in packs a lot, and he's very unfiltered with, with you know, giving real deal feedback. But I will say this, 50 years, um, if anybody sees, also like Majestics Paris, uh, they posted Majestics Worldwide 50th anniversary. Thank you to the Majestics founder, Lil John. Uh, we wouldn't be here without you. So, again, that whole W word, uh, Worldwide, dub dub that is that's true with the majestics yeah. and I, and again i think it, it really pays homage just like hip-hop does in many ways uh you know hip-hop is you know they're celebrating the 50th too that really at the end of the day it's all for the greater thing of this culture that we all love man yeah i mean it's you know and then not only is it carry out with uh, all of us as as one as worldwide man like with me and most of the, my guys, like this is a family affair. Like me, like, you know, I want to thank my wife, man. Like she, she's part, she's a member actually. Like well, she, we're building her a car right now. She, and she's part of it. You know, she participates in it. My kids love it, man. Like, you know, it's a family affair. And I'm sure a lot of the other cultures, like the mini trucking and so forth and so on, they're all the same way as well. So, 
Yeah, and in closing, I will say, look, man, I really appreciate you saying that. And I think, you know, to have it a family affair, but I tell you, you know, the world we live in now with the nostalgia so popular, whether it's someone wanting a low ride, you know, seeing the stuff on the Super Bowl, who would have ever thought that? You know, seeing Dre and Snoop doing their thing, but also hip hop getting all, you know, these guys getting the flowers, you know, oftentimes. Uh, one of my favorite rappers, uh, Crooked Eye, also known as King Crooked, you know, he says, give people their flowers why they're still here, right? Let's not celebrate yeah. people when they pass. I mean, sure, when they pass away, like, hey, let's let's show them love. But at the same time, if there's someone that's inspired you, you know, I encourage people get out there and say, yo, bump fist, slap hands and say, yo, you helped me or, you know, you inspired me. You know what I'm saying? And maybe one day I'll get to meet Dre and kind of tell him that as well. But Dude, I salute you, man. I'm so happy for you. And when you commented back and said, "Yo, let's tell the quick story on the podcast," I was like, "Bro, yeah, let's let's punch you right, you know, right." I got two tickets to Paradise on the podcast, so. Uh, hey, man, that's, you, you man. know what? I, yeah, and it's an honor to be on the podcast, man. Thanks for having me again. Like, um, I hope this ain't the last one, man. We no, keep this man. thing going for years to come, man. So. Dude, if this is the last one, we got problems because that means Joey ain't going to be building, and I know those words are not in your blood, my friend. Oh man, we we are. Hey, listen, I don't I don't let the grass grow underneath my feet. <laughs> I'm already on a mission, bro. We, me and my wife are we're heading out, and we already looking. We already got some. We already got some our eye on something, and. We're going to finish her Cadillac, and man, my Dude. wife Angelica, man, she's she's a trooper to, and stands by me through all this. Like being a president of a car club as big as Majestics, man, it's you got to have you know you got to have your your significant other on board. It just don't work. So real deal. When she finishes the Cadillac, let her know we we want to have Angelica on. Uh, I would encourage everyone again check out the Majestics, the different members, as well as Joey on Instagram. Majestics with an S worldwide hashtag. Tap on that almost ten thousand posts, and we uh, we salute you guys. Have a good fiftieth, and Joey yeah, will be show, sharing some photos. And let's hope that Dre drops another anthem, man. We need it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. Just want to say shout out to all my Majestics Daytona Beach members too, man. You know these guys are you know they're a one, man. So you know they they supported me through this whole transaction too. So thanks again, fellas. What are you doing? Just pulling up to the club or what? Uh, I just got I got I just got done at the bottle club, bro. Dude, I got some scratchers, man. And I didn't win no fucking. Sh- I didn't win shit, dude. Can't, isn't there a way to Hank spray paints? He's got this spray paint. He sprays back on them, and it doesn't even look like he scratched them off. And then he'll well. The, I mean, I wouldn't condone yeah, this, look, but he'll 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 be able to get you know a buddy or someone. Hey, man, I got fifty scratchers. I'll sell them to you for twenty five. Well, what I heard he was doing was as he was spraying the, the scratchy stuff back on it. And because um, what he does is he collects it, sc- uh, sprays it back on the scratch offs uh, once he finds out they're not winners. And he just takes them back to the, the Circle K and um, and he get and he gets and the lady behind the desk, you know, knows, him. you know, he, he knows them and just gives them his money back. And yeah. she puts them back in the rotate and she puts them back in the rotation. Yeah. And so. Yeah, that's his new gimmick that he's got going right now. Dude, we have to find out that lady's name. Um, well, her name's Virginia. <laughs> yeah, it's Virginia Black, and um, she's down on the um, Davis Boulevard Circle K. is is her is her location. See, well, you've you've get a you've done got a tick mark in your binder. 
Yes, yes. No, I found out the location. I found out their little gimmick they had going, and um, and uh, and so I'm hoping. So basically, what he's doing is is all the people that you know they go there, they have the little section where they have the lotto section there in the Circle K, and they scratch them right there on that little table that they have. And once they're not winners, once they're not winners, they throw them in that trash can right there. Well, well, what he's doing is they have they leave all their little scratch off, you know, all the little shit on the counter. He brushes it all off, puts it back in, sprays it all back That's on the um, That's on the scratch. as far as I'm concerned. Dude, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a great thing going, man. <laughs> and especially these $50, $50 tickets, bro. And yeah. he's getting $50 back. He's getting his money back for him. So. Dude. Hey, that's called the hustle. American dream, dude. Let's be honest. Dude, the hustle is real, bro. <laughs> the hustle is real. You want to you wanna, uh, bang this one out? Ah, uh, bro, I love when you say let's bang this out. <laughs> That's a deal. Just as lo- just as long as you don't say let's pull out, I'm good. Dude, could you imagine? Uh, you know, you're hanging out with because you used to run in the circles of like Ron Jeremy and stuff, you know. And I know that's where you got some of the lingo. Well, I would prefer not we talk <laughs> about you know who my who was in my circles and who wasn't in my circles, right. especially back in the day because that was pre you know that was before. Uh, you know, Ruskin, the Ma- Mrs. Mayor, Give Town. Well, hey, Give Town, Ruskin, you Eight know, ball, spend a little ball, time, gangs, all that. Spend a little little time in Riverview, you know. I, so yeah. yeah, but we don't need to talk about that on the podcast. Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, she'll never hear it. No, no, please. She definitely <laughs> don't listen. Hey, but at least at least you got her saying scratchers now. Yeah, that that's a proud friend moment. I'll say, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I told you the story, but she was at Publix and she's like, oh, can I get changed? I got to get my husband some scratchers. Yeah. And the lady looked at her like, excuse me. <laughs> and she goes, I got to get my husband some scratchers. And she goes, oh, what are you referring to? And she goes, lotto tickets. I got to get him some scratchers. <laughs> and yeah. the lady kind of looked yeah. at her like. The, and she can learn the lady that, you know, when you rip off, you know, when you open your Michelob light later. You take the little deal, right? You you kind of just you know you kind of just pop that bad boy off, and then that's your. You don't need a penny, dude, because you know your you don't have any pennies at this point. You just take the little deal off the alum, aluminium can, and then you scratch you scratch on it. Aluminium <laughs> <laughs> can. And then the aluminium <laughs> can is uh, for your cigarette butts, the Camel Joes. Animals, dog. Animals. <laughs> hey, listen. You're not recording right now, are you? No, no. Beautiful, dude. That's how you tell her. That's how you say you're going to the club, right? You you kick the door, the saloon because you got saloon doors in the mansion, right? You kick the yeah, saloon yeah, doors yeah. open. Just, you just basically just say, you say I love you, and then, dude, she knows you got your. My understanding, you've got a shower built in the the garage, and then you just you can shower right there, and then when you get back from the club, you get all the smoke. You know, off you just by you know taking a shower there. Um. Well, it don't quite work like that, but it, it's something like that. Yeah. Well, dude. So I was I was talking to Dizzy, and you know, Dizzy said that. Dude, he he told me their only wish was to you know basically take down Eastbound Chilldown. You know, they said they're coming. Uh, they're taking well, two person. Well, what he told me was is he hopes and wishes and prays 
that he can, um, he can, uh, they can find somebody to do videos as good as the ones that have been popping up on, 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 um, on Eastbound Get Down. Oh, smut, yeah, Smutfest. Wait till you see the video stuff I got coming for it, dude. For Smutfest? Yeah. Oh, dude. It's gonna be good, man. Oh, I can only imagine. We're pushing the limits, dude. I could only imagine. <laughs> push the limits. <laughs> push the limits. Uh, push the limits. Oh, push it to the limit. One more time. Yeah. I like it.